what up, boys? You know what it is. It's Victory Monday, two in a row. And you know, before we get into introductions, before we do anything, I just wanna I just wanna get on my soapbox for like a couple seconds here. Because you know, after every one of these delicious cowboy victories, I like to really soak it in by going to the opponent. Uh, I, I go search through content from their fan base, right? And every fan base, ourselves included, they tell themselves a story about what happened, right? When you lose a game, you tell yourself a reason why. And I have seen something repeated so many times over the last 24 hours. If any Jets fan finds this podcast, okay? If you're if you're out there like trying to find like, what somebody else said about your team, if you think that you guys almost won this game and that if Sauce Gardner had caught that interception, you win this game, you are crazy, all right? You're nuts. Dallas Cowboys stomped that ass, and they took their foot off the gas. So I wanted to start there. My name is Andy Kelly. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. This is Boys with Boys. Season seven, we're two and zero. We're coming in live Monday evening after a week two victory. Dallas Cowboys are now the kings of New York City, gentlemen. We have defeated both New York teams by a combined score of seventy to ten. I think uh, it would be uh, smart for me to point out that uh, we're actually the kings of New Jersey. Neither of these teams play in New York. They're frauds. Fair. That's fair. We're kings of the Garden State. Um, I'll also remark that no, it does nothing is worse for a team's reputation than losing to Dallas. So the week before you play Dallas, you're really good. Like 24 hours ago, 48 hours ago, the Jets' <laughs> defense was elite, dude. They were... They compared themselves to the 85 Bears. Everyone was talking about Sauce Gardner and Quinn and Williams. Um, guys all over the field, both sides of the ball. And then now they lost to Dallas and suddenly like, dude, the Jets were frauds, dude. They were never good, dude. Like, if you lose to Dak Prescott, dude, you're clearly not very good. Like, it just, it just dragged your rat through the mud, dude. It's very sad to see. Yeah, I I love how you always find a way to Andy will will look through the weeds no matter how big a win and find somebody who's still still snubbing us. Still it's not personal, quite. all right. He's yeah, he's he's on that Dion mission, just looking for any bolts and board material, anything he can find of somebody still slandering. Well, and and I will say, dude, this is the only team where like we win forty to nothing last week, and there was discussion on like every single big sports show being like yeah the Dallas defense is covering up for Dak Prescott's shortcomings like no other team that wins 40 to nothing is having that discussion the week after maybe price of the star I know I know so um we did win 30 to 10 over the New York Jets um this was like a weird game it was kind of advertised as this shit like kind of showdown between the Dallas Cowboys and Aaron Rodgers who has been kind of the eternal in the side of the Dallas Cowboys he is basically beat them nearly every time he's played them since um, that game back in the day where Favre was hurt and he filled in on for an injured Brett Favre and kicked the shit out of like a very old Dallas Cowboys team. Um, he's obviously beat them several very high-profile times in the playoffs, including the Dez catch. And over the offseason, 
the Jets paid a king's ransom to get him from Green Bay to the Jets. He also brought like basically everyone he had ever thrown a pass to in a Green Bay uniform to the Jets with him. So Randall Cobb was on this team. Alan Lazard's on this team. All his buddies. Uh, yeah. Nathaniel Hackett. He Nathaniel Hackett. Rested as his I didn't team. realize until this morning that uh, Connor McGovern is on the Jets. And, man, they hate him. They they really hate Connor McGovern. They got a um, lot of bad things second. to say about Connor that's McGovern. A, uh, I don't. There's two Connor McGovern, so and they both. Oh, is play it a different one? Guard. They both play offensive guard. One plays center, one plays guard. I think the one you're talking about plays for the Jets. The old cowboy plays for someone else because I made that same mistake earlier. And I had uh, okay, Dude, all right. Yeah, it is weird though. There are two Connor McGovern offensive well, linemen. That, that, low key, that makes me feel a lot better because I was like, they were. I was listening to all this Jet stuff. They, he got like a PFF grade of a five. It's like the worst offensive line grade they've given out in like 10 years. And I was like, oh, man, Connor McGovern never seemed like that bad of a guy. Like, so Our I'm glad Connor, there was some other Connor McGovern. Well, maybe you're right. There, the other Connor McGovern's on the Bills. So maybe this Jets one. Hold on. No, no, I'm seeing it. The, the, guy, that, the guy that I'm looking at, he's a center. He's on, he was on the Broncos, and then now he's on the Jets. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know where the other one is. I can't find him. I don't know if he's still in the league or whatnot. Um, so – Coming in, uh, so obviously Aaron Rodgers was kind of the the headline. Yes. Aaron Rodgers, uh, who spread you know hilarious misinformation about vaccines and less hilarious misinformation about 9/11, uh, ran out to midfield carrying an American flag on 9/11 last Monday in the spotlight. Like they did this whole thing. Welcome to New York. Blah blah blah. He plays no. two and a half snaps, blows his Achilles, and he's done. Um. I cannot imagine what that felt like for Jets fans. Like that had to be one of the most painful and like just one of those, like this always happens to us moments in sports history. And so back comes Zach Wilson, the guy that they were like, they drafted really high. They all soured on and they threw him to the trash heap because they went and got Aaron Rodgers. And it's when you do a move like that, you're telling that guy, you know, we, we do not believe in you. We know you're not the guy. And now you have to turn to him. Now they got to do all the coach speak and be like, "Oh, it's it's Zach's team. We love he's, Zach. He's taking steps." Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, now I will say, uh, I wasn't worried about this game, but uh, the Jets' defense I thought did represent a good test for this offense. We didn't see much of the offense against the Giants. Um, the Jets' defense did do a really good job frustrating Josh Allen and the Bills on Monday Night Football. Um, you know, the Bills, a team that a lot of people had going to the Super Bowl, um, they held them to 16 points and beat them basically in like kind of Cooper Rush era Cowboys fashion of just like hold them to under 20 and score 20. Um, so I was really interested to see how the Cowboys offense would do against this defense. And then obviously I was very excited to, to see a repeat of uh, the Cowboys defense putting on a show. Um, and right out of the gate, man, I was very uh, – one, I'll give, I want to say this. Mike McCarthy, dude, with ballsy ass move, he wins the toss and says, We want the ball. Okay. Like knowing that you are playing this team who has come out and said publicly, We have the 8 5 Bears defense. You know that's the strength of their team. You know that if they win the toss, they want to play defense first. And you know you have a really elite defense. Mike was still like, No, give us the ball. I, I love that. The, showing that confidence in 
himself as a play caller, the offense, Dak, etc. And then for them to march the field and score on the first drive is awesome. That's awesome. I loved it because it worked. I don't I don't really have a people are very strongly opinionated on whether it's better to get the ball to begin the game or at half when really analytically there's never been anything that proves that it's actually better to get it first or second. So I think yeah. it's kind of one of those things people often overthink. So if he, if he had, if we had gone three and out, everyone would have called Mike an idiot. Of course, sure. of course there's only, you know, it's binary. There's only one, one or good, one good option or not. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, they looked good. I mean, the offense, I think you're right that the offense was the scary part. I even like talked Zach out of betting CD lamb props, which he got mad at me. Cause I, I, I really was worried, especially when Brandon cooks, um, we didn't talk about, he got hurt and did not play in this one. They were missing really Brandon worried. Cooks, Tyler Smith. He was still and out, we're yeah. playing with a uh, nicked up Zach Martin. Yeah. Who took another hit in this game that scared the shit out of me. Yeah, he's questionable, by the way, for this week. Um, but reports are all probably play. Yeah, but um, you know, I, I think I I was look, we've just seen good defenses shut down this offense. I think really just the Niners, but occasionally this offense can kind of throw a stinker with a good, a team with a good D line. We saw what the commanders really gave us trouble at the end of last year yep. with that great D line. Like, and this is a good D line. I mean, Quinn Williams and company, that's a very stout. And then they got, you know, sauce and DJ Reed in the secondary. Like they're a very, and then CJ Mosley at line, but like they're a very competent defense. And they made great – those guys made plays. Like, do do not get it mistaken. The the scoreboard makes it look like the Cowboys ran rough shot over this team, and to a degree they did. Um, Something I'll say, man, one thing I've really liked is that we have seen dominant Cowboy teams at the beginning of seasons in the last several years. And in many of those games, it felt like everything for the Cowboys was clicking, everything was on, and we were rolling. What something that I've kind of taken heart in in this team is that I felt like both games they've had things go wrong, they've had they've uh, had mistakes, they've had the other team make big plays, and this team seems to be able to like dominate, not playing a plus football, or and missing key guys, which are both complaints we've had about past cowboy teams like we've watched the cowboys with missing one lineman get killed or missing one offensive weapon collapse yeah i think and zach i'm interested on 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 you know just in general your your vibe heading into the game because we watched this together we we were at, at buffalo wild wings uh you know and and there's a ton of games up so we were watching just some of the other hilarious fails of, of some of the other teams going on. Uh, the Giants were getting smoked early, which was fucking hilarious. So were the commies. But uh, so the Dallas game, though, like I just never at any point felt nervous about this game once it's kicked off. Like it was it was just like the Giants game for me where it just clearly looked from the very beginning like, oh, yeah, we're a better team. Like we just we're just a better team. And it was clear that Zach Wilson, um, the MILF hunter, was was not – a very good quarterback. And I want to say uh I did check in on my mom Michelle. She was she was safe. Uh Zach checked <laughs> on Susan. You know, it seems like you know it's a it's a if you hear something, say something type, you know, see something, say something. And and I didn't hear Absolutely. Zach Wilson sightings in the waters crossing area. So I was pretty pretty pumped about that. Um but yeah, you know, I mean the offense just I mean they looked Dak looked really zeroed in. And I think going back to that Bills Jets game 
where the Jets just or the Bills just imploded in the second half. And Josh Allen tried to put on a Superman cape and do too much. That's been kind of a criticism lauded at Dak's feet last year. It was very clear the Dallas game plan was to not do that shit at all. Like, if we got to play a boring, like, precise game management game, we're going to do that. And we pounded, like, it wasn't like Pollard had great numbers, but we pounded the rock consistently given the ball. Dax, like, almost all of his throws were around the line of scrimmage or just past the line of scrimmage. He got rid of the ball very quickly. He, he threw some dots. That, on that first drive, the long one to CD was a thing of beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they got CD going, which is great. I mean, we, we used to complain about this team not getting the ball to their playmakers enough, you know? I mean, look at the Jets didn't give Breesy Hall any touches in this one. Dude, like, he got four touches, dude. That yeah. is absurd. That so yeah, I, think, I, I totally agree. I think they are playing it very safe with Dak down in the red zone. They shift to the like, especially when they're up in games. I have no, I have no doubt that if it was like a close game, you're in a situation they they dial up the risk factor. But we saw over and over again. You know, some people complained about the number of field goals, them stalling out. I, I wasn't really that upset about it, especially in no. hindsight. Once I had in the moment, I was like, "Come on, you know, stop trying to force the ball to the tight ends. Like, throw it CD in the red zone." But stepping back from it, I was like, dude, you're up, you know, two scores. You're to just kill clock, deny them the ball, and kick a field goal is a great plan. It goes back to to this, and we can beat teams in so many different ways. The Jets' only way of winning with Zach Wilson as their quarterback is to do what they did to the Jets, like muddy it up, play a heavy turnover game, play like you know what I mean? And yep. so like once we kind of got out ahead, like the only thing we basically had to do is not do dumb shit. And I think that that was very smart of McCarthy and Dak, and I, I give them full kudos. Uh, sorry, Z, we've been jumping in. Uh, just get your takes in general, uh, um, how this one went for you. Oh, oh we lost Zach you. audio again. Classic. I wonder if he muted himself. No, I'd be able to see there's, that. There's a pod conspiracy that we we mute Zach that we don't give we don't give. Can Captain you guys hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that go. actually makes sense. I was talking and you guys just kept talking over me. Oh my bad. Dude. <laughs> no, yeah, I kept, I, was, I kept waiting. Yeah. I was like, okay. shit, is Zach ever gonna chime in? I guess he's so just it's, like content over there. This is odd. I have uh won't bore the listeners with this, but I have very strange things going on with my microphones right now. Haunted uh, so yeah, no, I uh had no fear coming into this game at all, you know, with Rodgers out. I mean, by the way, just really did dwell on it, but think about it. Is Rodgers faking his injury? Did he just not want to face us? Some people are wondering I so. if – I think yes. I think the bigger question is, like, Rodgers has been very vocal about, like, not getting the vaccination, and did he secretly get the vaccination, and that's why he blew out his Achilles. Achilles tendon. <laughs> like, he, yeah, like he's, been, he's been faking. He's been putting on a face, like – Republican senators, but like deep down, he's actually, you know, getting, getting the shot. So there uh, were a lot of, if we had Rogers takes around this game from Jets fans. And I was like, man, I don't know how you could watch this game. I mean, for all the critiques, for all the critiques of Zach Wilson, and there are many, his escapability kept him alive on like 10 different moments in that game last night. He he was inches from getting killed for you. I have a Zach Wilson comp for y'all. Is it Johnny Manziel? <laughs> no, although that's actually pretty good. Is it yeah, Danny Dimes? It's Mormon Johnny Manziel. He's, I said he's, he's a sh- coke. I said he's a shitty version of Kyler Murray, like a very poor man Kyler. Like yeah, his that's only fair. his okay. only thing. He's a little mobile. If he can get on the run, he can throw a ball. But like, I don't know. He just gives me like kind of small, you know, 
doesn't always make the best decision. Like Kyler's obviously much more talented and I don't want to disparage him too more, but that's, that's a vibe I get like just a bad version of Kyler Murray. Is yeah. I, I think, I think he is as high a C he is basically if Johnny Manziel had taken football incredibly seriously. Like <laughs> he is Johnny Manziel's skill set taken to the highest level. Maybe Johnny was a little more athletic. Like I, I Johnny really did run a lot. Um, Zach has, Zach, and which was their leading frankly, doesn't really matter in the NFL. Like, uh, Johnny would have, if Johnny had used his skills correctly, he would have been doing what Zach was doing last night, which is just like squirting out up the center, like out around edge rushers. Um, and that did enable him to like extend a couple plays. I'm thinking, especially at the end of the half, he had like four or five plays in a row where like the edge would give and he would just like squirt up the middle and, and just take, you know, 10 free yards and slide or get hit. Um, there was a ton of to do about the one big pass play, which I thought was incredibly overblown. Like, is I didn't it a even good... get nervous? I didn't even get no, nervous it, about it because they literally it, it, was the it, they hadn't shown a sign of life all day. And literally, I know it was early. It was only their fourth drive of the day, but their first three drives they go three and out, seven plays and punt, and then three and out. So like, yeah, they hit one big ripper to Garrett Wilson, who is incredibly talented. But I wasn't nervous. Like it was. Well, just their, a, no. well, their only first down in the first half was the fake punt on fourth down which was completely wasted because you can only show your opponent your fake punt package one time and they went free and out right after that. It was also fourth and like, I thought that was fourth and three, right? It was like fourth and one. Like you don't need to run a fake twenty in the first quarter, which is basically just just man up and go for it. Incredibly desperate. Like we are absurdly desperate. We know if we get down, we're fucked on top of that. Like, that play would have been a very pedestrian 13-yard passing play if Malik Hooker just sticks him. Like basically, that play only existed because Malik Hooker missed a, a tackle in the open field. Um, one, Malik doesn't do that that often. He's a very he a solid tackler, too. and two, he had a great pick at the end of the game, so like he, he made up for that say, completely. He also got um, a pretty good release on Gilly. I love Gilly. I would, but- I would say there were two big mistakes in this game. One was him missing that tackle, and the other was Dak. Just th- uh, throwing a, a pass a hair too late to the sideline and almost getting pick six by Sauce Gardner. Um, those were yeah. the two big, you know, bad moments of this game. Um, but again, neither of those I really think swayed the game that much. I mean, the, the 68 yard touchdown was probably the most highlight worthy play of the game. Just like you said, I was not at all concerned about it. They've not been able to move the ball in any meaningful way. Um, and the Cowboys went right back to work. They scored that touchdown. The Cowboys get the ball back. And, you know, you're worried at that moment. Like, when they score that TD, it's 7-10. to 10. You're suddenly like, okay, you know, we can't let this get away from us. Well, the Cowboys proceed to put on a 12-play or 13-play 75-yard drive. Um, a little bit of assistance from the Zebras on this one. I know that the Jets fandom threw a huge fucking fit about the uh, – It was a bad roughing call, but – it. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. What was funny was them being like, just classic Dallas dude, always getting calls. I was like, man, let me fucking open my 26-inch leather-bound tome called shitty calls that have not gone in Dallas's favor. You will get no sympathy from me, my friend. I'll tell you what everyone always tells me. Don't fucking cry about the refs. You shouldn't have been in a position where the refs decided the game for you. Which Um, they didn't. I want to say, you know, they, they had the one big play to Wilson. And then the immediate next drive was honestly where 
that pick. I mean, Sauce should have picked it off. That was Dak. I thought played a pretty flawless game. That was the only one all day that kind of raised an eyebrow. And look, yeah, it was his I, only I mean, incompletion of look, the first this half. Is, this was like, this is what we would say, like positive turnover regression. Like last year, he was very unlucky, or we were very yep. unlucky offensive turnovers this is like over a large sample size then sometimes you get the ball where like it hits the db and he drops it like you get the you get the benefit the other way like yeah sauce pick sixes that shit and they go up 14 to i guess i guess 14 10 like maybe but they were never going to move the ball like exactly and and here's another example we talked about this last week of these narratives that are pushed out by like all the nfl media they, they they hurt fan bases that listen to them because i i heard jets media guys like people that host podcasts like this people that host big like professional podcasts in new york and on new york sports radio being like we're coming into this game you've got a super turnover prone quarterback who led the league last year like you've got to be able to if you can't uh generate turnovers against this guy like what hope do you have for the rest of the season i was like man see like you just lied to yourself like yes dak threw some bad picks last year you convinced yourself that that was who Dak was every single year of his career, and you were going to get an Dude. easy three turnovers out of this guy. Yeah, you interview see where uh, they were asking Dak after the game, like, "Oh, this is the first time since last season that you've gone two games without a turnover. How does that make you feel?" Yeah, dude, just that was, like that was so look at my other seasons. Yeah, yeah he's like, he he before that. Did you could tell he really wanted to go? Dak's so funny because he's so media savvy, but you could tell. I think you can tell he's pretty annoyed at the narrative. He's got an edge, dude. I mean, like, he, every, everyone would. They keep asking him about it, but yeah, it was funny, Zach. They, they brought that up, and he goes, You were talking about last season. What about the season before that? Yeah. And the season before that? And the season before that? But honestly, I don't really care about his. Like, he quickly, like, yeah, dude, he, he, he didn't rein himself back in a little bit. Um, he's like, We just do whatever it takes to win, blah, blah, blah. And then he does all the like QB speak, but. Um, guys, I gotta say he was he was really good in this one, and I I think he was throwing dots, I, dude. The first pass to CD was one of the best passes I've seen from him. Like last year, I felt like we saw him miss a lot of those passes, CD not even the turnovers, off. just like it's missing like, the ball. CD Lamb won, like dude, the one where he climbed the ladder and got flipped over was sick. just like Dak. Dak did not throw a great ball there, and CD Lamb jumped, I guess, like what nine feet though. in the air. Like, that was the only place he, CD could have made the catch. I, I agree. I agree. But it's just like, in, I guess I'm just saying, like, the level of athleticism that CD displayed to go up and get that ball was fucking absurd. Um, he's also getting that, like, Witten uh, attribute where he seems to find these, like, you'll, you'll see the ball come out of Dak's hand and the camera will follow it. And suddenly CD's catching a ball and there's no one within 10 feet. And it's like, okay, either we have tremendous breakdowns in every defense we're playing, or CD Lamb is getting really good at finding like the soft spots and zones, getting off breaks really well. His route running continues to improve. He's just a you know, we've we said before CD Lamb is a guy that doesn't have a truly elite attribute. He's just kind of a jack of all trades. Yeah. But man, he's getting really good at a lot of different things, and it's fun to watch. I wanna say too, you know, we're we're talking about Dak. I think this game, like, and you look at conversely, like what happened with the Chargers and Kellen Moore. Like, if you look at the Chargers this season, like offensively, EPA, it all looks really good as like a whole. And then you look in like these micro things, like they get the ball the first play of overtime and they go three and out. Yep. Like, there's I was gonna say that's exact I... shit with Kellen and Mike. I thought called a great game, a great ah. game from Mike. I didn't have one play where I was like, why the fuck are we running like this dumb little like 
you know, hitch or whatever, you know, hit Turpin. I want to talk a little bit about the charge at the end, but we do it briefly now. But I'll say, yeah, one thing it was beautiful this game, seeing our receivers being schemed so they can catch the ball and then, like, keep running. They don't immediately yeah. get lit up. That was real fucking nice. They're and not standing tra- still, which is incredible. Not just pro routes. And I'm watching uh, – I was looking at the Chargers, like, subreddits and their fans. A lot of them are still real big on Kellen Moore. Oh, they want but him to be like, head coach. They want to fuck oh, yeah. Staley but they're like, head coach. No, oh, yeah. Kellen's great, so. but, you know, I don't know if some like – there's, like, some questionable third down calls there, third down plays. Like, I don't really get what that was going on. I think it was Herbert's fault and shit like that. <laughs> Just like – like oh we I well this. people shit on Mike because he said you know Kellen wanted to light up the scoreboard we want to win games yeah and that was kind of like viewed as just taking a shot at a guy that just left and like and and to a degree it is but I think you saw it in very practical terms uh, last night that like dude when we got down to the red zone there were moments when people got mad because we were just like punching the ball at the goal line over and over again they weren't doing a bunch of crazy trickeration shit a couple times they ran some interesting plays down there the one that scored the touchdown for schoonover was a, a great play where they used to rub mm-hmm. um, and a nice play by uh we forgot your boy fergie getting the first ticket Ferg got a touchdown made up for last week he made a great athletic move to get by two me out defenders. Of a bet, by the way <laughs> Ferguson. yeah who did um, you have you had first touchdown on uh is either Pollard, Rico, Rico, Hey, Dottle had some moments last night, he dude. Did. He had that he had a couple where he yeah. hit the open space. Vaughn had his big moment, his big uh somersault first say, down was cool. Yeah. The loose was was there was a lot more mm-hmm. deuce than I was expecting in this game. Um but, get, uh, but one thing I'm enjoying with Mike play calling is he last year, Kellen Moore was entirely determined to use Noah Brown and some other guys. He decided Turpin was a punt returner and kick returner, and that was it. Um, I have really enjoyed the use of Turpin in this offense. Like, Mike has used him as a receiver. He's used him in the backfield in a couple interesting ways, and he scored a touchdown in the first game, and he had two really big third-down conversions in this game. Um, I've really enjoyed Turpin on offense. I I would not have – coming into this year, I, I don't think I would have told you that. I think I would have said that was a bad idea. Um, but man, the numbers don't lie. I mean, like, I, I have some other like Mike notes, you know, um, one, like the number of plays Romo pointed this out in the broadcast. We were getting the, we were, it's really interesting. They decided to play like a very clean game of football, like game management, like quick passes, a lot of runs, but they also play very quick. You know what I mean? They yeah. weren't like it wasn't like we were trying to milk the clock and run it out. Like they clearly had a way that they wanted to attack this defense, which was like quick jabs over and over and over. Dude, they and ran eighty three plays. That's what of I mean, dude. Like they just wore this defense for out. The Jets. They wore this defense out. Like they didn't. Like they were snapping the ball with 10, 15 seconds on the play clock over and over and over again. Um, and I thought that was really interesting as kind of a, a strategy to where. And, you know, I I think it worked to a large extent. I mean, they had multiple drives over seven plays or 17. They had at least a first down on almost every drive in this one. And, again, you know, one more compliment to, you know, Dak and Mike. Um, Look at this game. I mean, you had 25 touches for Pollard, seven receptions as well. So he had 32 touches in this game. And then CeeDee Lamb had 11 catches and 13 targets. Like, clearly – clearly giving your two best players as much as they can handle you know agreed and and, and, and also was- like utilizing the depth that you have at these positions like 
it used to be it was like okay we have cd we have pollard there's no one else you can count on they've brought guys along you've got two you got two tight ends they feel like they can throw to or three i guess with schoonover included or schoonmaker schoonover schoonmaker um They've got multiple receivers. They're using Tolbert. They're using Turpin as a wide receiver. So they're able to snap the ball so rapidly because they can cycle these guys in and out and give guys a blow on the sidelines. Whereas, like, in the Zeke era, they needed to, like, give these 15-second, you know, clock burns just to, like, keep Zeke upright. Now it's like, hey, Paul is going to go in there. He's going to get his touches. Then Dowdle will come in. He's a capable runner. We've got Vaughn waiting to go. If, you know, if CD is going to catch this play, he'll run, you know, something a little less strenuous on the next play and we'll throw the ball over here to Tolbert or to coach when he's back in. Um, I loved it, dude. I, I, especially in the cold light of day at the time I wanted, you know, I'm so used to these other kind of more flashier iterations of this Cowboys team that I was in the moment being like, Oh, you know, I wanted to score a touchdown there. I wanted to score a touchdown there instead of a field goal. Um, but dude, there's they played a version of football that travels really fucking well, and they're going to be able to do that to a lot of teams. Again, again, they're a team that can like if you want to get into a shootout, they can get into a shootout. If they want to play this version of football, they can like where they run it out, game management, like just very safe. They can do that too. And a lot of it's because, and we haven't even gotten to this side of it, man. Like that defense, man. Like I, oh, I know you I was, can hang your head waiting. on it. I was, I was like, waiting because. But like, geez, I know Zach Wilson sucks, and I know the Jets' O line was horrendous. But wasn't that everything you wanted and more from that defense? Just if I had told you three nights ago on draft night that we would be talking about uh, Micah Parsons, like he was in the same class as LT. Or are you watching this George Pickens touchdown? Because that was sick. No, um, another game on. Did he score? That's 71 yard TD. It was nasty. Um, but Micah Parsons has ascended to a level of football player that at first it was like, oh man, he might be as good as Demarcus Ware someday. I, I remember when he was doing in Hard Knocks, they showed him like working on pass rush moves with Marcus Ware. And we were like, oh my gosh, how cool. You know, yeah. this rookie hanging out with this legend. Now I'm thinking, dude, are we witnessing like one of the best flat out football players to ever exist? And he's on our team. Like, it's crazy how how good he because I mean last night he single handedly game wrecked the Jets. Even if the the offense hadn't been hyper effective, which they were. Micah Parsons single-handedly destroyed that team. He had multiple sacks. He had the he should have had a touchdown. Yeah, that that was, that was some bullshit. bullshit. I, I, I guarantee, that real bad. I guarantee you that if that shit happens in reverse, like they're not fucking being like, we don't need to touch, so it's not a touchdown. We were getting scored on that ten times out of ten. But um, the the strip and score was absurd. He was he hit uh, Wilson like five or six times. Mm-hmm. He even plays where he didn't get a hit or a tackle for loss or a sack. He still caught. I mean, the the pick that Curse got was a direct result of Micah Parsons just absolutely destroying a lineman and then chasing Wilson to this exact same play that happened to Danny Dimes, where he got chased to the sideline and threw it, you know, across his body, inadvisable pass, and Curse just floats into the lane and takes it, and we we end that converts to points. He's, you know, you're talking about like getting compared to. Demarcus Ware, and then they're like, "Man, is he the best defensive player in football?" Like every talk show today was. 
Who's a better player, Patrick Mahomes or Micah Parsons? He's getting like elevated to best player in the league. I mean, when they're talking about you like your Lawrence Taylor, dude, Lawrence Taylor won MVP. Not yeah. not defensive player of the year. Michael Parsons is being talked about as the guy that could win most valuable player of the National Football League. Like that's fucking crazy. Um yeah, and by the way, he's also uh what also helps is him and Tank are number one and two on edge run defense grades. So not Bro, only can he play the Tank set the tone last night, dog. That first the first tackle for loss. Where the where Brees Hall got blown up in the backfield was Tank Lawrence, and it set the tone for the whole fucking night. After that, the defense was just like, "Cool, we're good," and they killed the whole night. Dude, the sack, the first sack that Micah had, he hit so fast and hard, fucking hard, man. It was like dude, he was like, gonna die. Dude, he he <laughs> shot out of a can, like you know, like oh man, good sack, right, dude. He legitimately just flew. Dude, he sacks guys on screen passes. Like, all they have to do is wait for the running back to run, like, 10 feet away and toss it to them. And he beats a lineman and hits them before they can do that. Like, and he can that, line up play designed, like, that play is designed to defeat that. You know what I mean? Like, that's the entire purpose of it is, like, it's here so that no one can run fast enough to get to you. And he's that fast. He's the guy, I mean, we're talking about NFL players here, like some of the most athletic human beings on the planet. And you watch games and he just looks like he's going at a different speed than everyone else. Like yep. he just does, man. Like it's just, if you didn't know anything about football and you turn on the game, you'd be like, wow, that number 11 guy is really good. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and uh, every game, every game, man, like, uh, you know, up to three sacks now, had two in this one, a forced fumble, almost had the touchdown. He's, he's, he's incredible. Um, and look, you know, I, I think he gets all the, the shine. You know, I think, as I said, Tank had a really, really good game. He was Tank, Tank maybe saved a touchdown himself. The uh, the one that he batted Zach Wilson's arm when Garrett mm-hmm. Wilson had made that. You know, I love Diggs, but he did get shook out his fucking shoes by Garrett Wilson on that one uh, end zone play. And Wilson was going to be open in the corner of the end zone, and the ball just never made it there because Tank's hand got there first. Uh, Diggs also did have a sick, well, he had a great game. I mean, five targets. Yeah, he was awesome. A pick, two, two incompletions. He, uh, he had that one where they went one-on-one just with him and Wilson down the field. He just knocked it away one. Plus, you know, you could actually look at that play with Malik Hooker, kind of saved Diggs a little there. I think Wilson probably had him, but that's fine. You know, I mean, Wilson's a really good receiver. I thought, Oh, yeah, dude. But I mean, Diggs and Gilly, great games. I mean, they're they're going to be tough. They were, you know? they were picking on Gilly a little bit with the flags. I thought those were kind of ticky-tacky personally, but. Yeah, and I think the Gil- Wilson TD, a little bit is on the leak there. I think, you know, Gilly. Oh, dude, that's 100% on Hooker. He's got to make that tackle. His job well, is to make that tackle. Gilly still game. didn't stay with him right off the slam. Yeah, yeah. Um. But look, those guys, what helps them be great too is the fact that that pass rush is going to be lethal all season. Yep. And look, if Dallas plays with a lead like we got, again, these – and not again, but I haven't kind of said my piece. These fans who are complaining about the red zone field goal, it's like, dude, enjoy a win. Like, enjoy a master class. Yeah. Like, dude, you're up. You don't want to do anything dumb. Like, were they playing a little conservative there? Yeah, and should they have? Fuck yeah! The Jets Dude, this, were this never team ever is all, going to. This roll. team is the the number one team in the league in offensive points per game, and the number one team in the league in defensive points per game. Like they're averaging five points against and thirty five four. 
In the NFL, that is absurd. The NFL brags every week. The NFL sends out an email to like all the media, like ESPN, all the big media outlets, bragging about how much parity there is. Here's how many games were decided by less than one score. Like here's how close all these games are. To beat a team by two scores in the NFL is like beating a team by four scores in college. So to beat teams forty to nothing, thirty to ten. The NFL like hates that shit. Like they work really hard to get games close and entertaining. And the Cowboys right now are they've played two games in a row where you could basically turn the game off at halftime. Because they're so a different yeah. class. You can, you can set the watch now. Like if we play a team with a poor offensive line and an immobile quarterback, it's done. Like I, I do think there's probably counters for this defense that we'll see. It happened last year. They got off to hearts like offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators get paid. Somebody will figure out some way that kind of neutralize this team as best they can right but yeah if you get down and you don't have a mobile quarterback i don't know what you do like you're yeah. you're, you're just gonna get fed to the wolves like you're gonna have to play such a quick dump off pass style well that's the thing is you have to have two things it's you have to have a you have to have a really good defense and you have, you have to have enough offense to neutralize the cowboys defense etc so like there's there's you know Basically, the Niners and the Eagles are the only teams I've seen that have a, a snowball's chance in hell of Which, if, if they're yeah. playing. And I'll tell you what, the Eagles are slowly coming to regret tremendously getting rid of their offensive coordinator because they do not look like the same team. Before we before we go down to uh, Filthy, um, you know my buddy Alan, who you met? Um, oh, yeah. But he, uh, he's a Jets fan. I hadn't heard from him in a while. Um, actually, Philly in a Jets fan, but he only texted me about this Jets game, and he and he he of course was talking trash, which I love. And I was like, dude, you don't you don't believe it. Like, I, I I'm sorry, yeah, you don't believe, I, I don't believe you. We yeah. kind of went back and forth into the finally at the very end of the game. He said, no one's scared of the Cowboys, and I just sent back a laughing emoji. And at the very end of the game, his only text said, I I'll admit, Micah Parsons is a problem. <laughs> no kidding well and you know we talked about this last week but like micah just makes other guys better like osa mm-hmm. needs one sack step, right? to reach that's... his career his career high dude he has three in two games he got three hit four last season like, dorrance is a good pro osa's a good pro these guys benefit from micah someone and that's the next level of becoming elite right like yep i think as good as Ware was, and he's a Hall of Famer, I'm not trying to disparage him. I don't know if Ware necessarily made like the entire line better, other nope. than like you just knew like, hey, Ware's gonna line up over here, and we gotta watch him every single time. Yep. Like Micah makes everyone on this team better, and it's yeah, and he believes it. Like he's me and Andy. Uh, I told this to you, Zach, and I think you agree, but I I get such a joy watching him because he's like simultaneously the the fiercest competitor in the world and like a really big kid at the same mm-hmm. time like yeah a large child it's so fun man i mean it started early when we watched when they were on hard knocks his rookie year and in that preseason game he had the fumble recovery uh like in his first preseason game ever he got a fumble recovery and they were like cool and dan quinn was like cool you're done he calls down to the phone on the sidelines he tells mike he's done and micah starts doing the like bargaining being like no man okay just let me play like one more series and then I promise I like I won't even practice tomorrow. Like full on, like I promise I'll go to bed if you let me watch 34 minutes of Dragon Ball Z. Like full child mode. It's amazing. Like we, we saw him like 
you know, on Hard Knocks playing chess with Amari Cooper, and he's not even yeah. a chess guy. He's just so competitive. He wanted he to really be. He really knows how the pieces move, and he want, he thinks he can kick Amari's ass who plays chess every single day. Like, Amari's like biggest passions. Um, the sounds of the sideline come out. We, I, uh, I don't know if I retweeted this week. I retweeted a clip. Me and Andy, God, I love this. But the one that if we didn't talk about this on the podcast, so for people who watch it, like the Cowboys put a little production together. It's like sounds of the sideline, just kind of guys mic'd up. It's like five to six, seven minutes, whatever. And and in this one, so last week, Diggs makes a, or not Diggs, a CD makes a long catch and Micah goes to sideline. He goes, man, he should have housed that. I would have housed yeah. that. And so I would have been gone. And yeah, so it's like, uh, Dory's pretty fast though. He goes, yeah, but I'm me. Like, dude, yeah. he's just so, he's so crazy confident. Dude, I can't I wait for it. this week because of the the strip and score. Like Micah's commentary on the sidelines about how he should have got the touchdown is going to be just. And one you know he's going to go to the ref and be like, "I had that. He didn't touch me though." Like, yeah, like yeah, for sure. So, Micah still hasn't gotten a touchdown, right? I feel like the same year. thing. I thought last year they called it back. Year. No, he had one last year. He had one called back, um, but he had one also last year. I think it okay. was a fumble recovery. He had a pick six at one point, right? I don't think he's ever called back. back. Yeah, I don't think he has. He doesn't have a career pick. Not career. Oh, okay. He caught it once, and they called it back or something. Maybe I don't. I could be wrong on trivia, but I think I don't think he has an interception. At least he didn't last year. He might have his rookie year, but or I'm just full of shit. But I don't think he's got an int. His seven passes defense zero interceptions. Yeah. So if he did pick one, they didn't count it on the stat sheet because they called it back. Or it's like he knocks the ball out and it looks like a pick, but they call it a fumble. Like he's yeah, that does happen too. So um, I don't really have much else, man. It was just a master class. I thought offensively, defensively. Again, it's so nice to have a team that like what they couldn't do in the Garrett era. And as much as we we've bitched about Mike on this pod plenty of times, I think we've been pretty fair, but we, you know, we're fans. We get emotional. We go, you know, <laughs> we go a little crazy. Not me, sometimes. dude. Not me, bro. <laughs> Coolest cucumber, brother. But I do think like what you were saying earlier, Andy, this team just looks, they show up, they look prepared. They rarely ever get beat by a worse opponent. Like, yes, they lose. Sturdy, dude. Almost Sturdy ass team. Or better. They lose. Like, Tyler Smith hasn't even played a snap this season. And, like, you haven't been able to tell. Like, honestly, I haven't even noticed our left guard, Tyler Bass, once this entire offseason or this nope. entire season. Like, they, he does a really good job, man. Um, And I know it's not, I know it's like cool to kind of hate on him ever since, you know, Rogers threw his ass under the bus, but. I do think he's a pretty damn good coach. Which, look, he, like, that should be points in his favor. Being hated by Aaron Rodgers is a point of pride, in my opinion. And look, their offensive numbers did go down, sure, later in the Rodgers years. And then they did get whatever his face is out there, who I think is a really good, you know. Matt LaFleur. Yeah. And look look what he's doing with Jordan Love. I think Matt LaFleur is a a good coach. But that said, I mean, dude, Mike has been – I just want a little appreciation. There's a little appreciation on the pod. Winning 12, there are there are teams all over this league. I really didn't, you know, most of uh, the people that I talk to regularly about football are Cowboys fans. But I have some uh, some friends, like, through work and stuff that are huge fans of other teams. Dude, there are teams that if they won 12 games one year, it would be a season that they talked about for the next 10 seasons in a row. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If my friends that are, like, Raiders fans are, like, you know, if the Chargers win 12 games this year, it would be the greatest year of their life. 
they get treated like they win twelve games. Too. Oh, I know, I know. And but we win, we won twelve games back to back seasons. I think this year they could win more than that. Um, you know, I started looking at the schedule today. Coming into the season, I had plenty of questions about different games and stuff. It's like, oh, you know, week two is going to be tough. Week four is going to be tough. Now I'm like, I I am so excited to see this team tested against the likes of like going to San Francisco on the road and uh, going going to play the Rams, going to Philly. Like those are going to be fun games because this team's built for it. I'm not worried about them getting exposed as some kind of fraudulent team. They feel very rock solid. I agree. Um, does anyone have any other thoughts on this game? Do we want to move forward to preview? Anyone got parting word or star love goat? I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah little parting words real quick because I have sure. a buddy. Uh, I'm gonna give you guys. No, you guys never met him. His name's Kyle Smell. He's a big Packers fan. Always has been. That's Loves awesome. him. Those people are everywhere. Yeah, you know, started messaging me a little before the season started. Like, oh, we guys, we play you again. Like, oh, are you ready for it? All this stuff, and like, oh, you're we're your rivals. And I was like, dude, you're not our rivals. Aaron Rodgers was our rival. Yeah, I think you're exactly We honestly don't give a fuck. That's no, for sure. He was like, it's, it's that it's the living embodiment of that madman me madman yeah. meme where he's like, oh, I feel bad for you, and I don't think about you at all. Like that's exactly that. the vibe, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, fortunately, we were not able to crush Rogers. I would have loved to have seen Micah sack him like eight times. Oh, it so would have been beautiful, but Rogers can't run. They have a horrible I, line. We would have broken him by this half. Is bad, but this is a safe space. This is a safe space. This can't be used against me. I want I want everyone to, to put it here. But like if Rogers was gonna blow out his Achilles, it would have been tight to do it against us. Of that course it would have probably been. Like, I, I'm not saying I was rooting for it. I'm not saying I'm rooting for it. I'm saying if he's gonna blow out his Achilles, it would have been way sicker if it happened against it, us. It would have and it would have happened if he hadn't run up to midfield waving an American flag at 9-11. He was just looking for karma to strike Hey, have you done your research? Just look into that, Goat. Look yeah, just that. look into that, bro. Uh, just look at uh, you know, what the temperature is needed for steel to melt, Andy. Dude, what's hilarious is Rogers is still a guy that has to see, like, diehard fans all over the place. I got some guy on the Cowboys subreddit was like, Rogers never said anything about 9-11. I showed him the article. He's like, I mean, dude, he was probably kidding. I was like, okay, so first it was he didn't say anything. Then it was he he might have, but you read his mind and he was kidding. Okay, sick, dude. Like, just desperate for Aaron Rodgers to not be a very overt asshole. Like, Aaron Rodgers isn't a secret asshole. Aaron Rodgers is, like, the most public asshole there is. His own family hates him, okay? Like, not like he, he always walks in every room like he's the smartest person in the room. I think that's what I hate about Rodgers. It's not the fact that he's like, there's plenty of great quarterbacks who are assholes or douchebags or smug, but like he walks in with this like air of in- intellectual superiority. Like, well, you know oh, what? Stephen I- Hawking was a notorious cunt because he was really smart. Aaron Rodgers is like functionally illiterate and acts like that. Okay. <laughs> like, fuck, dude. Aaron Rodgers doing interviews with a, a copy of Atlas Brugged in the shot just to be like <laughs> yeah you know i read books like fuck you rogers like i can't wait until he like goes through some like non uh approved shaman ritual to get that achilles healed and then pressures the jets in the media to letting him back on the field and then gets killed again i, I am here for it mark me saying, down as here for it he's saying he thinks he's Hinting that he's gonna be back this season, man. Oh yeah, I bet. I oh bet yeah, is. let's. He had a whole interview in about that. that. He's not coming back. Like, I'm sorry, your season's done. It sucks. We had that happen when Dak snapped his ankle. Like, you just, you're done. 
Like your defense is good. Maybe you middle yourself to a shitty draft pick, but like you're done. Like, well, you know, and it's hilarious how... because people will be like, well, five doctors have said he's not playing, but this guy who's a competitor says he feels like, like, how, dude, have you, like, when you do your Achilles, you don't like, wake up the next day and be like, you know what, dude? I was having a talk with my Achilles this morning and he says he might be good to go. Like, <laughs> that's just nut job shit, dude. Like, fuck him. He's done. And I'm glad. It's going to be like 40. Hey, and he said he did say he did say on Pat McAfee's show, which is funny, like the only media he does nowadays. Um, and he said he said give him all the doubters. So Rogers, consider us three fucking doubters, bro. Yeah, put me. Put us, yeah. put us in your circle, man. Put us on. Put us on your bulletin board. I'll tweet at you so that you can frame it. How great! Actually, was sorry, it? sorry, goat. I'll exit you. So you yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, hey, open invitation to come on the pod, Rogers. Open I invitation. Like, I bet him I, and Elon would actually be pretty. Big bro. Oh, you know they're boys, dude. You know they're fucking boys. <laughs> they probably have some great just intellect. Rogers is just like so just dude, riffing. Like, like I know, I know the fucking mainstream media says it was bad, but like apartheid seems like it was actually kind of sick commentary. Like thoughts. Like sorry, I'm open minded. Like, do you ever think that apartheid was actually cool? <laughs> you know, actually, like. Uh, a lot of people in South Africa, like, they had it good, dude. Like, it was actually tight. So, yeah. Tremendous, how, tremendous human being. How uh, great would it have been if w- both Brady dude, and Rodgers ended their career with a Cowboy loss? With the Cowboys, I know, dude. Like, we, we crushed Brady. He's vanquished. I wanted to do the same thing to Rodgers, but it is what it is. So. Okay, boys. Shall we start Love Goat? Yeah, let's start off GOAT. Uh, reset for the folks, as I always do. Basically, our player of the game. But, you know, sometimes people get wacky with it. Last week, Zach nominated Daniel Jones, I think. Or actually, no, no, the, 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 uh, uh, Bobby Johnson. Oh, line coach. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Johnson. Offensive line, yeah. That was a deep cut. That was sick. I so, like that one, dude. He has a look He's now. Tight. We very rarely get a, a unison star love GOAT unless someone just pops. So, we'll see. But I'm going to begin... Um, Boys, I want to begin with honorable mentions. I got three today, so you have to stick with me. Uh, number three, Brandon Aubrey nailed all his field goals Dude, today. Bones so position. far. I've been I've been giving the kid a little shit. He missed his first kick, but he was rock solid in the dome. Nailed all his yards last night, dude. I, I I think he might have something, boys. And kickers are head cases, but I the think he first might have rookie kicker for the Cowboys to nail five field goals since. The man, the myth, the legend, Danathan Bailey. Ugh, that's good company. So shout out to uh, <laughs> who who Bones Fossil calls his secret weapon. Hell yeah, dude. Um, Bones. Uh, number two. And you boys know um, Trayvon Diggs. Look. Oh, yeah. Trayvon Diggs gets a pick. He gets an honorable mention from the walk star. That's just the rules. That's how we go. You know, fucking Zach Wilson, he's like, you know, he he thought he was a pop star, but he's slaughter gang. He baited him, baited him into the last. <laughs> Loved game. it. Love it. Dope. Dope. So uh, Diggs, second honorable mention. First honorable mention. This was hard because I had two players. Um, uh, Micah. I mean, Micah's such a freak. I'm actually giving him honorable mention. He could probably get player of the game. He's a freak. Like I said, I mean, he pretty much could have won this game by himself. Uh, but you know, he's getting, he's getting top honorable mention billing this week. We'll see what you do next week, Micah, uh, nice. but you don't get the star this week. The star this week, 
I've never given it to him. I checked the record books, and that would be one Mike McCarthy for everything nice. we talked about. I'm going. Okay. I'm going the head coach. Going the play caller. Thought it was a great Fat game. Sean Payton pulling down a fucking W, dude. Fat Sean Payton. Andy. Andy once referred to as Fat Adam Gase. Um, you know he's Man. out here. He's out <laughs> Throws here, a uh, passion to weird things to my football <laughs> opinions. I'll tell you what, dude. I think um, I called CD. I think I called CD Lamb spicy Terrence Williams one time. Flashy Terrence Williams. Yeah, there's there's been some bad takes that we don't need in the public public <laughs> records, but uh, Des Bryant, dude, this guy doesn't know the playbook. Andy actually did want us to cut rookie Des Bryant for dropping a ball. So, um, you know, anyway, Mike McCarthy, we we talked about on the pod, but uh, great game. Did everything I think that we needed. Team was ready. Team was. It could have been one of those sloppy games where they they outbills you and they just like it never came to that. Like it was just a very classy game. There's a lot of guys who could have deserved it this week, but anyway, enough talking. I uh I give it to Mike McCarthy for his first ever walk star star of the game. And Mr. Love, Love you are second. Uh Parsons. Okay. Easy. Oh, I yeah, like it. He's just without going straight doubt. to it. Okay. He, he yeah. is that good. I mean. We're, I think uh, whenever we do Star Love Goat, we like to uh, really think through it and, and you know try to try to spread love to like the various guys on the team. But like you could give this, this like if we were actually giving a legitimate most valuable player in this game, Micah could I don't think it every it's close. I'll be honest, it was like the second quarter, and I was like, well, that's Mike is going to be my pick for this game. Yeah, like it was really early so on. Absurd. It was like even if he was benched the rest of this game. I'm going to give it to him at that. Micah point. is freakishly absurd. Um, I too have at least one honorable mention. My honorable mention is uh, one Sedarian lamb. Um, uh, yes. I have loved the ascension of that. CD lamb. He has climbed very steadily every year. He's been in the league every, almost every game. It feels like he gets a little better. Um, the CD that we see this year he put on some size, which I think has helped him tremendously. He can absorb hits so much better. He has retained his speed in the open field, but he just looks like a much bigger presence on the field, and I think it helps him uh, play a more physical brand of football. He is wide open and is making just – you know, there were questions about this guy's hands a year ago. You know what I mean? Like, there were real questions about C.D. Lamb. Like, he needs to be on the jig machine. Like, this guy can't catch the ball in a big moment. He had some pretty, pretty ugly drops through 2021 into 2022. Oh, yeah, man. It was bad. Um, dude, he is so fucking solid now and so dependable in these big clutch catch moments. Um, he's still lethal after the catch, but his route running, his spatial awareness, and his hands have all taken remarkable steps forward. I find it hilarious how ESPN, as they've shifted from a we show highlights and we report about sports to like we have a sports analysis and opinion and like whatever brand, that puts you in the position of you have to have takes and opinions and positions on players and that will naturally lead to humans doing weird things to defend them espn decided very early on that sauce gardner was an elite corner and he could do no wrong and so they went through this very weird dance last night where they posted about how cd had 140 yards and sauce got pissed about it and deleted his twitter and um, so see, then ESPN's stat department had to come out this morning and say, well, actually, uh, 
Gardner was only the closest defender to CD Lamb on one of his catches last night, and and he didn't catch or one target last night, and he didn't catch that one. I find that hilarious. Uh, Sauce Gardner is an incredible corner. He is an elite cornerback and probably the best young corner in this league, but he's capable of being beat. It happens. CeeDee Lamb's first catch last night, which was, I think, one of the best catches I've seen of his in a you know, maybe ever. Um, he got held by Sauce Gardner, still beat him, and still caught the ball. So CeeDee Lamb is that guy now. He is a number one capable of cooking the the cream of the cloth prop NFL corner. And he was amazing last night. So CeeDee Lamb, honorable mention. Um, but my goat of the game goes to uh, the oft-loathed and oft-criticized Dak Prescott. Um, of course. I think this year, Dak came into this season with more criticism and heat and more of a microscope on his play than maybe any season of his career. Um, there were guys at camp counting his picks and practice. Like there were literal nationally televised sports shows that had like a big whiteboard they kept with it. Jack, so many picks today in t-shirts. Um, and he he came into an environment where he's playing against one of the league's top five defenses and went immediately to work and threw dots all night. I mean, there was a point in this game where he was ten for ten with a touchdown. Like. He just always rolls out a level of professionalism that I am. I'm so glad we have because I so many, I think so many teams in this league would die uh, to have a quarterback as prepared and as cool headed as Dak Prescott is. And you know, I think people forget the night when the Oakland Raiders got an inside uh, tip that the Cowboys are going to pick a guy to play QB and they, they sniped him ahead of us and thought they got a real coup when they got Connor Cook and the Cowboys were left to draft, draft Dak Prescott. And I guarantee yeah, yeah. you the Oakland Raiders wish they had Dak fucking Prescott right now because Connor Cook is fucking, I don't know what he's doing, managing a Chipotle, I assume. Um, so it's Dak Prescott, um, zero turnovers this year, and... I hope it continues. He's just been so goddamn good. And I think he's just thriving in this new offensive scheme. It reminds me so much of 2014 when we had seen Tony Romo have several years where his numbers were really high, but the Cowboys weren't that successful. And Tony was really playing gunslinger. And in 2014, once we got the defense and the offensive line and DeMarco like really kind of settled and solidified, Tony's numbers came down, but his efficiency went through the roof, and the Cowboys were a super successful version of themselves that year. Should have won the Super Bowl. Fuck you, refs. Um, I think that's what we're seeing with Dak. I think this is going to be – you know, I think it's no coincidence that, you know, Tony started in 2006, 2014. It was year eight. Um, this is year eight for Dak. So time is a flat circle. Just out of curiosity, I did look up Connor Cook. What's he doing? Uh, well, he was in 2020. He joined the XFL draft. Uh, he was on the Houston Roughnecks, but he lost the quarterback competition to P.J. Walker. Oh, P.J. Walker. Oh, sick, dude. He was Loki, sick in the Loki, XFL. Loki, and Loki he's going to give uh, P.J. Walker some love. For real. He's currently yeah. working in real estate for Marcus and Millichap. I found his uh, website. Hey, you know, fuck it, man. Real estate's a great business to be in. And PJ, no shame in losing to PJ Walker. He made didn't PJ Walker make the NFL? Like after the yeah, yeah, he was uh, he he 
when Baker went like and Baker and Darnold sucked like two years ago. Uh, he, he was like Carolina's QB or something. Yeah, he got a couple starts. He was he was sick, dude. He's sick. He's on the Browns uh, practice squad now. There you Good go. Good for him, yeah. man. Good for him. Um, Shout I out do want to PJ Walker. I do want to point out since Andy was bringing up the uh, uh, sauce stuff, two things. One, um, shout out Dallas sports fan. That's the Twitter user, a known cowboy troll, one of the best of all time. I have to like bow down to him. And he literally posted that CD stat line and said it was all on sauce. He just does known troll shit. And he got sauce to respond to it. And then he got sauce to delete sauce's own Twitter. I would frame that in my home. And then he he literally they 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 put up his tweet during like one of the Fox Sports shows and he retweeted it like just tell. that's incredible. So that's right. Up there with the, band, who's that, BSF, who's that one guy BSF that everyone legend. always falls for? Um, is it like four year varsity Letterman? A three year varsity? Yeah, yeah. Three he's like always like he always talks shit on anyone's performance and claims he's like way better. Him and Barry McCaukin are they're just two <laughs> yeah, legends. Dude, the dude with glasses and beard. Yeah, Barry dude, on here. Dude, legend. But but if you need a cowboy follow, that's funny. DSF is like he basically pushes if you want to be an obnoxious cowboy fan to the limit. And like he will just troll <laughs> fan bases. Like we'll say things that clearly aren't true just to do shit like that to piss them off. That's awesome, dude. I so, dude, shout out, out to DSF. that guy. Um, so yeah, he got that's, to delete his Twitter. With, with that oh, and said, the second part on that, sorry, uh, just was gonna say yeah. uh, afterwards, if you saw uh, Micah and Sauce exchange jerseys, I had your extra jersey ready to go, dude. He wanted Sauce's jersey yeah. bad, dude. Yeah, he, they got each other's jerseys to the sign thing, and you know, Sauce was like, "I'm mad at you right now." And Micah's like, "You my little dog, whatever." And he goes, "You got to catch that though." And then CD, when they're taking the picture, CD Lamb comes over, snatches the jersey out of Sauce's hands, and goes, <laughs> "He goes, how do you not catch that? Come on, man!" <laughs> and, and Sauce laughs, and he goes, "Man, I hit the jug machine too before the game. That shit didn't help." And they all just laughed and walked away. So I, I also really love seeing uh, Randall Cobb reunite with the Cowboys receiver core, who he's still like him and Gallup are still really close. And like after the game, they were all hanging out, like. It's good to see the the camaraderie of of NFL football, you know. So yeah. also, I saw a lot of people criticizing Micah for not giving the jersey he was wearing. That oh, was yeah, disrespecting dude. the sauce. Oh, yeah. No, well, that's so fine. I saw lame. criticism that it was soft of Micah to give that to an opponent. Like that's weak. Uh, yeah, that's... dude. Respecting your opponent is fucking lame. <laughs> it's that I do meme. Love, uh... I do love Micah and. and uh, I don't know. I just Mike and CD giving him shit for not picking off Dak is actually kind of funny. It's it's like, literally <laughs> that meme that always goes around where some like randomly there's always some girl on the internet being like, men shouldn't uh, drink out of a straw. That's a that's female like, and there'll always be a guy like first comment always be like, fellas, is it gay to drink out of a straw? Like, <laughs> like that's exactly it. like, fellas, is it gay to respect a, another professional football player that you just played a game against? Uh, so. Yes, the Cowboys improved at two and zero. The the NFC East is now seven and one. Dude, the only loss. Be, being, no, it should be five and three. The the commies and the Giants lucked the fuck out this week. I turned. I looked at their score at halftime. It was twenty to nothing Cardinals, and I was like, dude, they have in the last ten quarters of football, they have lost ninety eight to seven. <laughs> like that is rough what's hilarious is they came back and they won in the second half they went to overtime and beat the fucking cardinals who are actively trying to lose professional football games with a guy that mm-hmm. couldn't make the practice squad as their quarterback to get caleb williams 
And Giants fans and their media are treating it like this big, like, turning point in the season. They're like, man, I wish we could play Dallas next Which week. Which is now funny we, like, because- have it figured out. I was like, bro, are you fucking kidding? I would – you couldn't get me to talk about this game by waterboarding me. That was so embarrassing. Which is funny because if they won 31-28 and it wasn't like they started off 20 nothing, like, they would if they would have hated life if they were trading. Oh, for players. sure. Um, and the commanders too, they were down 21 to six. Like that's just dude. Russell Wilson's about to lose his starting job. It's disgusting stuff, but um, Mr. Unlimited. So the the Cardinals, uh, they they're out too, but they have put up, uh, I think two fights that were, are more stiff than what the, uh, than what people expected. I think everyone came into the season thinking that the Cardinals were going to be this like, historically bad 0-16 Detroit Lions-style team um, that was actively trying to lose. And instead, they have at least fought really hard in both games that they've played. Um, I don't think they have the talent to beat good teams, no. but they they are definitely like giving it their all, which, you know, all, every guy on that team is basically just trying out for a real team once that team gets blown up. But um, – they do play uh, the Dallas Cowboys next Sunday at 3.30. Um, it is a lopsided affair from a matchup standpoint. Um, you know, the leading receiver on the Cardinals uh, has 82 receiving yards on the year. Um, matchup predictor is 87.8% Dallas. The spread right now is uh, Dallas minus 13 and a half. And the over-under is 43.5. So Cowboys are basically predicted to beat them like we beat the Jets. Like, <laughs> just roll over these guys. Um, you know, it, it's one of those games where you're just like, who do you even talk about on this team? Like, you, you may know some of the names. Hollywood Brown, Josh Dobbs. These are names you know, but they certainly are not names that strike fear into opposing teams. No, no. Um, look, they they are actively tanking. Like they 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 have two. I mean, I guess look, Zach Ertz is still there, old veteran, not very good anymore. Hollywood Browns, their best wide receiver. He's you know a decent wide receiver. I mean, he would play on any team in the NFL. I don't want to disparage him too much, but he's not going to scare you at the same time. And then James Conner, same thing, like a professional running back who's pretty good, but like. Can you name two other wide receivers on this team? Oh, God, that's – no, I'm sorry. Not off the top of my head. Uh, Elijah Moore, is he still there? Rondell Moore. I think Rondell Moore, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is there. He has uh, four catches on four targets for 47 yards this year. Uh, their number three wideout, only two yards behind Zach Ertz, is one Michael Wilson. He has 75 yards. They have one receiving touchdown as a team. Yeah, I mean, dude, they they pretty much don't have anything. Like, it's a it's a team devoid of talent. And Buda Baker, who's their best defensive player, just got put on IR this week. Yeah. Um, like, dude, I, I can't even name anyone else on their defense. Like, they traded Isaiah Simmons away for a seventh rounder to the Giants. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at their uh, defense right now. Dude, yeah, it is. Besides Buda Baker, I don't know any of these. Oh, Carlos Watkins is on this team. Old ass mm-hmm. Carlos Watkins is on this team. Uh, Jalen Thompson plays safety for them. Uh, yeah. I mean, dude, this is this is absolutely nobody. Horrendous. 
horrendous yeah. stuff. Matt Prater's their uh, their kicker. Okay, yeah, you know a guy. Um, but look, they, they <laughs> have look they 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 did play tough the first two weeks of the the year. I mean, they did play Baltimore pretty decently, to be honest. I mean, I know Baltimore won by like twelve, but that was an ugly game for Baltimore. That's the game I was surprised by. The Giants was more just like. I mean, again, the Giants are treating that like this huge moment for them. They should be so embarrassed they gave up 28 points. Josh Dobbs scored his first professional touchdown against them, dude. Like, they are – the Giants are that bad. Like, they are that bad. Um, yeah, we should eat on this team as long as you don't get too – and look, Mike's way better at this than Jason ever was But because I just have so much faith in this team to take care of business against a team that they're clearly more talented than like not overlooking them. And it's not a trap game. This isn't a game where like the next game is. If it was right before the Niners game, I'd be a little like. Agreed. That's where I'm at with it. If if the next game was was Niners, but it's not. It's a home game against the Pats, who not in the same class as the Cardinals, but another team that I'm just not that worried about. The Patriots just don't have any wide receiver talent. It's going to be the headline about the Patriots game is going to be just a bunch of bullshit about Zeke. Well, of course, the Zeke stuff. I will say this. I've watched their games weirdly. I've gotten, like, I don't know why. I've just had the time. Plus, I like watching the Dolphins play. So I watched that Sunday yeah, night game. Cool. Um, Dolphins are tight, for real. Um, look, they are they don't have much offense. I think Ramondre Stevenson's probably pretty decent. The rest of their team's fairly average across the board, including their quarterback, who's below average. I think Mac is – I think Mac's okay. He'll probably – He's a pro bowler, dude. He'll, yeah, so is fucking Snoop Huntley, but um, I think he'll probably like. Is that a real player? Did you make yeah, that name it's, up? It's Lamar Jackson's backup. <laughs> got made a Pro Bowl in the AFC last year. That's how dumb. Like they, they literally Huntley. like, if you play a hundred snaps at quarterback in this league, you will make a Pro Bowl. Like, that's just that's how so funny. Stupid. I really, I really thought you just like made up a fake name. <laughs> that's a real guy. That's his nickname. I forget what his actual. Oh, uh, okay. Name is. Oh, is it Snoop- Brett Huntley? Something. Um, no, not Brett Huntley. It's uh did I say Huntley? Let me see. Uh Lamar's backup. I let's I have to like Google Lamar's backup. <laughs> Bear with us, folks here. Kyler Huntley. Sorry. Okay, 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 okay. Snoop Huntley. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just the way you said it, like you said it fucking Snoop Huntley. I was like, Yeah, right, dude. Baltimore has a guy named Snoop as their backup QB. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, then it's sure. his nickname, which is <laughs> yeah, dude. But yeah, he made Certain the wide receiver Marlowe, like, dude. Did he made the Pro Bowl last year? I want to say through like eight touchdowns, eight picks. It was like that's ridiculous. awesome. Good for him, man. I'm glad he got that. He probably because got the like entire, a bonus check for the that. The entire AFC was like, no, we don't want to go to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, dude, the Pro Bowl's bullshit. Like, um, so yeah, they, and they have Zeke, so who I think his the highlight of his year so far has been a big old fumble. Yeah, he's just kind of the the Bill Belichick. He's the same old Zeke. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And look, um, defensively, they are smart. I mean, look, they're they're a talented defense. They held Miami in check enough. They gave the Eagles fits in week one. I mean, they should have won that game if it wasn't for their offense coughing the bit up early. Like, they outplayed the Eagles for three quarters. Um, so I think they'll show some fight. They're also 0-2, about to be 0-3. If they go 0-4, they might, you know. we could Damn, Zeke has 12 rushing attempts in two games. Yeah, they don't. Wow, dude. Yeah, he, he's averaging like two yards a carry. Yeah, they can't. Well, so, so like I said, okay. Ramondre Stevens is Ramondre Stevens is averaging two point eight, and yeah, Zeke's they can't, averaging three point five. So. They can't run like they they just have no run offense, which is the only thing that scares me. I mean, 
that, you know, Mac Jones had a big week one against Philly, which is Philly should feel weird about. He was pretty average, decidedly average against their leading receivers, Hunter Henry with a hundred yards and Hunter Henry is a bomb. Yeah. So look, not, you know, we'll, we'll get to that next week, but looking at the Cardinals, it's a bad team guys. It's the worst team in the NFL. Like legitimately they're over under for the season was three and a half wins. Like that's what Vegas is telling you about this team. Like they will not be favored in a single game they played. Now they put up a fight in two straight games. I'll give them that. I, you know, the, the, the old adage is right. Players don't tank organizations do. So I like the players aren't going to go out there and try and lose. Like, obviously they're going to like, they want to win, but they don't have much guys. I mean, this should be an ass whipping of the highest order. Um, I don't know if you guys want to go straight to picks now for it, but uh, yeah, I think there's not much to say about the Cardinals. I mean, they're no, a bad it's... team. This is the the Cowboys are they're the best defensive team in football. They I, say, I think that we can all agree that if you were going to be forced to skip one game this season, probably just skip this one. <laughs> the yeah. only reason I'm excited about this game is that a year ago, I got I I against my wife's like greatest wishes when she was like eight months pregnant i went to the cowboys cardinals game the cowboys fucking lost and then i yeah, got covid bad. at the fucking game and had to self-isolate in my home office with a towel under the door to not infect my beloved pregnant wife with covid for two weeks dude i was like pissing in gatorade bottles in that bitch she was like being in jail so fuck the cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, I know we he's not there that anymore. Game, didn't we still we lost to that game too. That was when the Cardinals. That game was miserable, bro. Was it was a horrible game. Cold as fuck. The, the it was Cardinals cold started as fuck, like nine and then one, and then like they looked in complete disarray, and then beat yep. us. Like that's where Dallas. You know, I don't want to get into it here, but well, plenty of time. But like, Sorry. it's great that we look great here. But even one of like on my team calls, one of the guys was like, well, I mean, but you'd really rather look good in January. I was like, yeah, no shit. But like, what am I gonna do? Like, I'm just gonna like sit here all year and be like, oh yeah, none of this shit matters. And you know what, dude? That's something that I I I would urge all cowboy fans. I know that the national, even the national media, does this stupid thing where we're the only team where this happens to where. We're not allowed to enjoy any regular season success. None of it counts unless the Cowboys win the Super Bowl. Every every game is bullshit. Dude, this shit is really fun. You know what I mean? Like when we're good and the Cowboys are rolling, dude, enjoy the shit out of this, man. Like this is – Call this... shit at your office. Like enjoy yeah. it right now. In fact, Fuck I'm going to say dude. something. I, I've been holding it back, boys. I'm going to say it right here. And, and we can put it as the teaser on the pod. I've never made this call in my life. The Dallas Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl this season. Oh, dude, what? A hundred percent winning. I, I do up, think. Like, I, I'm not even. This is not a bit. We are winning the Super Bowl. This I, I will season. say, I do think we are currently the best team in the league. Yeah, I agree. Like, not okay. just we're gonna win. Like, barring injury, this coaching staff, this group of players. We got this, man. That's the Hell thing. Is like as long as we get as long as we get like like blessings from the injury gods. If we keep this team together on the field, I don't think there's a more complete team. Every other team that we go up against, I I really do think we line up well. I mean, like the Niners who match up poorly against. I think we have an advantage in several areas, including quarterback. The Eagles, flat out, 
I think we frauds. match up really well against the Eagles. One, I think they're frauds, but two, like even at the height frauds, of their powers last year, dude, we we were we were better than them. Like when we when we played them, we were the better team. They on their home field with Cooper Rush at QB, they were one touchdown better. And then when we got Dak back, we beat them. So like I, I don't think I will say this. I don't think they're frauds, but I do think um look, I do think that like they We've seen this with Cowboys, and we saw this with the 2016 Cowboys, and then what happened in 2017. Like, dude, when you're front running all year, yep. which they did last year, like everything's going well, you feel great. Like, they're just, you're not going to be able to do that this year. And their schedule gets really tough in the middle of the year. Like, last year, they kind of snuck up on everybody. Like, everyone yeah. thought, hey, they, they, they might be good. They might not be. Like, you're not sneaking up on anyone this year. Like, you're just, and look, I have respect for them as like a, they are a talented team, but it's so hard to repeat that. It is so hard, especially. Well, is everybody ready to come down off the pedestal on Jalen Hurts yet? Like, I hope I'm so. saying the kids suck. Sykin, look what he's done with uh, the Colts. Like, dude, yeah. Anthony Richardson was supposed to be the dynamic player, dude. and he looks good because yeah. they have a good play. I have a. Out there. I work with the Vikings, buddy. And uh, he was, you know, before their game, like, oh, dude, we're going to get our ass kicked. It's prime time. Kirk Cousins. The Eagles are so fucking good. And, like, after the game, and he was like, can I tell me, you know, no, like, they're fucking frauds. And after the game, he's like, dude, you're right. Like, yeah. we we lost that game because no one could get a, catch a fucking ball. They weren't that good. Yeah. He was pissed. He didn't like. They lost. I, don't get me wrong. Like I, I, uh, I don't have any personal animus towards Jalen Hurts because, by all accounts, he is like a really good dude. I think and him so, and Dak are weirdly very similar. Very similar. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but I think Jalen Hurts is still in that like early Dak part of his career where, dude, he's he has a lot of development to go before he's a pro passer. I mean, dude, go watch the first couple preseason games that Dak played where he was throwing these like beautiful teardrop long bomb touchdown passes. We saw that last year from Jalen. Uh, Dak had like six rushing touchdowns as a rookie. Like, dude, it is so similar. And now with an offense, the different coordinator and with people like having tape on you and being prepped for you, like, dude, Jalen Hurts is having these games now where, like, man, he, like, they, they cannot throw the ball. Like, he is going into, like, the fourth quarter of games with, like, 60 passing yards. So, I'm not saying he's not a bad player. I'm not saying he can't be their quarterback long term. I am saying that trying to give him the MVP last year was insane. And he, I think he's he's coming back down to, like, what he actually is this year, which is – a competent starting quarterback, but I think he is way closer to Danny Dimes, early Dak. <laughs> and, you know, people were trying to compare him. I mean, I still had people like last year that were like, oh, he outplayed Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. He's he's as good as Patrick Dude, Mahomes. No, like, that didn't. is not, not even remotely reality. Which, like, again, like, dude, I'm not taking away anything like – this is going to sound bitter. I don't hate the tush push because it works for Philly. I hate the tush push because it's the stupidest fucking play. If they're going to take, if they're going to look at the end of the season and be like, man, look, Jalen Hurts had eight rushing touchdowns, bro. The two that he had on that night, they could have handed to DeAndre Swift or a fullback or Nick Sirianni or Zach, and he would have fucking ran that in. Like, dude, it's, 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 boring. Like, it's boring. It's boring. Shit. It just it, there is no part of that play that requires any ability on on Jalen Hurts' part. 
Like he, yeah. all he is is a vessel for the ball. So but like, this, he can bench the Billy fans be like, dude, his yeah. his legs are strong. And yes, I'm sure not every quarterback could do that because not every team has Jason Kelsey as their center. Yeah. But like, yeah, he's got very strong legs. I get using it to him. I'm sure we would do the same thing. But that place sucks, dude. It's so boring, dude. Like, gross. So, um. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. Let's do pod picks. I know we're going long here, but let's uh let's hit our picks for the week. I will recap last week. It's not done yet, but uh as of the recording right now, because Steelers Browns is not done. Um, somehow Zach was the only one who took the Saints, but that only gives Zach to six and nine on the week. Mm, tough. Yeah. Andy and me, I was ten and five. Money line, Andy. You are eight and seven, so I have the lead after that little. Week. Yeah, but you know what? I did pick correctly. The motherfucking Tennessee Titans, baby. You did. That was your Fuck big you one. Chargers. Hey. <laughs> oh, that was a that was a straight spike pick, and it worked. Me and you got Seahawks, which was big. You were the only one who took the Colts. Me and Zach to the Texans, which gross. Uh, you and Zach both took the Bears. I think you'll probably want. Yeah, that back. I. You know what? I was t- I was texting you about this today, um, and I think a lot of I've noticed a lot of this discussion on the internet, like. Boys, as sad as it is, it's time to sell the stock on on Justin Fields. I'm out. Like, I, he's I a good, he is a good kid, and he in his in his flashy moments, he's an exciting athlete. He's just not a very good quarterback, and, and that's again, that sucks. Like the Bears' quarterback this? room is cursed forever. They just never even had a halfway decent QB, and I wanted him to be a good player. He's just not. Can I say this? His like the supporting stuff they do is so bad, but when people break it down on film, like he just. He he just won't take the open throw. Like, dude, yeah. he just won't take it. And they're not even calling designed runs for him, which begs the question: like, why do you even have like they turn him into a pure pocket passer? Dumb shit. So you guys both took the Bears. I took the Bucks. I agree with your assertion. You guys both took the Jags. By the way, I took the Chiefs. That was an ugly game. Both those yes, teams look yeah. like a mess. I if I was a Chiefs fan or a Jags fan, I'd walk out of that game a little disgusted. Um, I got the Falcons. You guys both took the Packers. That was big for me. Andy's the only one who took the Titans. And then the only other big one was uh, me and Andy both got uh, – or I took the Ravens. You guys both took the Bengals. So that was mine. That's why I had a hot streak. Um, which, you know, I didn't bet like half these teams. Maybe I'll do it this week. Are so, the Bengals bad? Um, uh, I was seeing Burrow uh, re-hit, uh, re-trigger his injury have. today. So, yeah. I think two things are true. I think the Bengals are probably pretty good. But we, we've seen this. Like, dude, when you're a team that wins, like, 10, 11, dude, it's so hard to do that three, four years, five years in a row in the NFL. Like, we we gloss over the teams that do it really well, like the old Peyton Manning Colts or the New England, like, Patriots. Patch, like, you, yeah. have to, you have to really name dynasties that win, like, 10, 11, 12 Well, you have games. to be in an absolute garbo division. The Pats were both. They were a dynasty oh, who was yeah. in a division with like three absolutely horrific yeah, teams. Yeah, and look at the Bengals. Like you know, they're they play in a hard fucking division. Um, they play real defenses, and I think Burrow's beat up. I think this is going to be their bad year. I I I, yeah. I don't overreact because they're zero and two, and they did zero and two last year, and then they still won twelve games. They went twelve and two the rest of the way. But I don't think Burrow is healthy. We saw what happened. Remember when Dak had that injury two years ago? Yeah, where we really love that team, Andy. We beat the Patriots in overtime. We were like seven and one, and then it was at, on the overtime throw against the Pats. He hurt. He hurt the calf. He was never right he, again. Right. We had the bye week, and then he skipped a week with Minnesota. He came back after two weeks, and just the offense never ever looked that cohesive again. Um, Who did we I, play that that uh, 
Broncos. Dude, it's always the goddamn Broncos. I hate that team, dude. Yeah. I hate them. Well, we played the Lions, and we beat them. Then we played the Broncos and lost, and we were like, oh, shit. Maybe we're not right. Uh, that was when the Lions were really loud. And Vic Fangio came out and did his, like, yep, there's Oh, the I got the blueprint. I got the blueprint. Yeah, I mean, fucking dickhead. And then fucking Pizza Boy was like, I'll just throw the ball to Noah Brown more. Which, by the way, we'll, we'll get to their game. They're 0-2. I know Zach has some Charger takes. But, um, yeah, anyway, uh, I don't know where I was going with all that. But uh, enough to just say that, uh, you know, I think, if Burrow's calf is fucked, like, dude, they're not making the playoffs. That's a hard division. Like, they have a tough game this week, too. We'll see how that goes. Um, he may not play this week, by the way. And if he doesn't play this week, I heard. probably going to lose and be 0-3. They play the Rams, who weirdly look good. Like, Sean McVay. The Rams, like, randomly found these like, this dude who's, like, <laughs> maybe the best wide receiver in the league. Like, weird. Um, so, all right, let's get to it. So, we all took Dallas week one. I already marked that, um, of course. So, uh, we'll take Cardinals Dallas off, but the first game of the week, Thursday night football, the Giants visit the Niners. I don't want to spend too much time on these. I think we're all taking 49ers, right? Nobody's Only because Sa- it sounds like Saquon's hurt, and I don't know who the Giants are going to find. He actually to- is hurt. He is out. Yeah, I know, but I don't know who the Giants are going to find to rush 17 times for 46 yards. I mean, you, you can't replace a key cog like that in a well-oiled offensive machine, so... You'd be happy. We were at Buffalo Wild Wings, and Matt has Saquon on his fantasy team when they were down twenty nothing at the half. He goes, "So Saquon does suck. You guys are right." It means <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was a fun little moment. He actually did have a baller second half to shut them out, but whatever. Well, yeah, cool, dude. Yeah, yeah, sick, dude. Whatever, whatever. All right, uh, so we'll all take Niners, Zach, unless you want to get bold and take the Giants. No. All right, next game, interesting game. Lions host the Falcons. I'll go first. I, Lions okay. are um, – actually, I don't have the Lions, which is even better, so we're just going mm-hmm. off the cuff. I assume the Lions are like a four-point favorite. I think they probably beat the Falcons just because Desmond Ritter just looks so shitty, but the Falcons are so good outside of him. I really wish they had not like a bottom 30 quarterback. If they had like the Derek Carr, they'd be so dangerous. Oh, mm-hmm. golly, dude. It, it goes back to two. Like, do you remember when Lamar was like basically a free agent for a month and no one Dude, I've said him? this so many times. Lamar Jackson as the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons is the coolest fucking thing in the world. Like, you see what he did to the, the, by the way, we talked about the Bengals. Dude, Lamar was the best player on the field. He looked way yeah. better than Joe Burrow in that game. Which Lamar was so funny was because dimes, at the dude. in the first half, like I looked down at my phone and, Garrick, who is a Ravens fan, was like, dude, it's funny how like with these running backs, they basically make Lamar useless. And then Lamar goes off. I was like, yeah, he said Lamar's washed, and then Lamar proceeded to have the probably dude, the Garrick, best game of I love game. Garrick and uh like I talked to him uh, like probably of besides y'all, like the most of the bros, like he and I have like a you know, we privately DM about like various things. But man, he has some stinker ass football takes, dude. Like when he tried to argue with me that fucking Will Fuller was better than Amari Cooper, just like man. one of the dumbest fucking hills to die on I've ever heard of in my life. And then he um, really is the living embodiment of that, like uh, that comedian Stavros that does the. He's from Baltimore, and he does like the impression impersonation of Baltimore white trash, and he's like. I miss Flacco, you know? Like, I don't know. I just trust him more than Lamar, you know? I don't know what it is about him. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, dude, Lamar, 
it's so good to see him back. I think he's gonna have a big year. Uh, Zay Flowers, our boy, Andy looks so good. By he's the way. so tight, dude. Um, we'll get to their game, but anyway, Lions Falcons. I'll take Lions Falcons, rebound. Dude. Ooh, taking Falcons. Falcons. I'll tell you why. It's because I'm taking. I'm buying stock in Bijan the fucking ankle taking defense. Oh, Did you see that run, dude? Where he hey, just like shook like half the defense. Bet? Can I interest you, boy, in a bet? Right now, Bijan is second and rushing after two weeks behind only McCaffrey, who looks really fucking good. But he's plus 900 to win the rushing title. You boys want a little, little sprinkle on that? Oh, take Ooh, that, dude. That sounds good. All right. We'll, we'll sprinkle. Right, my, my thing is – McCaffrey will get hurt, dude. Hold on. I'm sorry. Before uh, this Falcons line, before we jump off from there, I'm going to go with Lions. I really want to okay. take Falcons. But the Lions have not had anyone rush 100 yards on them so far this season. Like their defense has not been very, has not been bad. Their offense doesn't look that great either, though. No, but the Falcons don't have a defense. <sighs> they did okay the first two weeks. I think they're better than you think that their defense. I mean, they held not that they, I mean, they played the Packers and the Panthers, but they looked okay. This is a very close game. Uh, the Lions actually plus three. I'll say this. I I'll mean, say this. If the Lions lose this, the Lions are 100% frauds. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Pure frauds. But so, I, I, I'd go with Lions. All right, me and Zach on Lions, Andy on Falcons. Next game, yeah. I got Vikings hosting the Chargers, both 0-2, two big fraud teams. This is the funniest game of the week to me. Vikings hosting the Chargers. Le- it's legitimately, the Vikings, dude. It's the Vikings, dude. I'm telling dude, you. I don't know. These are both, like, two teams that find ways to lose weird games. Like, dude, I'm this going is... with the Vikings as well. Staley's getting fired before they play us. I'm, I'm taking the you. Chargers only because I already bet them because I, I do think that they love Herbert. No, I'm I'm actually out. We know, of man. We know you how much you love him. You don't want to say it on the pod, but you're constantly just talking no. about how fucking great he is. No, I'm out on him. I I really think, honest, I, don't, I don't remember. Actually, let me say this. I think I, I want to see what Andy Andy says. I, I think I'm this going is Vikings. The, this I'm is going Vikings. St- I really think Staley is going to get canned before they play us, right after the bye. I think they convince themselves that they – so for those who don't know, the Chargers were down to two candidates for their head coach. They could have had Staley or they could have had Dobble, and they chose incorrectly. They chose Staley, and it turns out that Staley's not even that good of a defensive coach. Like he just had like a really sick defense with a bunch of stars on it. And so, so if you have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey at their prime. Yeah, like that, that makes you look sick. Um, he's bad. Like they've scored 30 points in like five straight games and lost all of them. Um, so they convinced themselves offense was the problem. They went and got Kellen. They have already, they're doing what, what we all do. All the do, early returns look like, good, Goat. Early like, returns look good, yeah. Like, he's oh, flashy, man, look, you're doing all look, kinds of cool look shit. Look how many Triple points reverse. we score. I mean, yeah, yep. we lose every close game, but look how, like, good the – look how they good want, we look. They want so Staley the offense. Yeah, they want Staley gone. Um, they're going to lose this game probably in similar fashion. Like, they'll probably lose this game, like, 35-33, and the hot seat will get hotter. And then Staley will end up losing like one or two more. They'll go like 04 and 0 and 5, and then they'll, they'll fire him. Okay. So it's the Vikings. It's fate. All right. I like those takes. We'll move on to this next one, which is a kind of a weird game between two teams who probably 
aren't very good, but one of them will probably make the playoffs just based on how the NFC looks. Saints going to the Packers. Um, I'm almost out on both teams. I think I'll take the Packers at home, but oh God, are they really a 3-0 and team? I don't know, but I, I like their coach a little more. I'm probably taking Packers. That's all I can say about that. I'm with you on that. Um, I, I both teams are not a threat to like the top, the actual top tier. Well, of, one of them will make the playoffs. Yeah, agreed. I um, I, yeah, I think they're playing. They're playing at home. Lambo's a stupid place. Like good teams lose there. Um, and, and the Saints, the Saints, the Saints suck, dude. Yeah, they they eked out another win while we're recording this against by three against Bryce Young and the hapless Panthers. Um, they won by three. So I'm out on the Saints. Zach, who do you got? I'm going with Packers. I thought All about right. that quite a bit, but at the end, I just yeah, I'm going with Packers. Pod I think they're just I think they're the better team. This next one, dude, it's Jaguars, Texans. I'm gonna take the Jaguars. They're like nine point favorites, but I do want to put this on like I might take the Texans with the points. One of the Texans play hard. They've looked okay into the Jaguars kind of look shitty in both their games. I think they're getting a little hype. I like Doug Peterson. I'm really, I told this to Zach the other day. I'm really wanting to like put T dog as like the guy. I just, I gotta see it a little bit more, man. Like he looks really bad against KC, like really bad, man. And I know his receivers had some sloppy plays, but I don't know. I, I need to see it from the Jaguars. I'm going to take them in this game. Cause it's money line, but I, Jags are on fraud alert for me. Fair. Jags. I think I'm going Jags. I just... The Texans basically have one guy. Like, Nico Collins has been, like, their guy. Can I tell you a quick Stroud stat? Hit me. Stroud threw for over 300 yards last game and now has more 300-yard passing games than Fields. Just FYI. Aww. I know <laughs> that hurt me when I read it, but yeah. Um, Nico Collins has been decent. Um, he's been the, the really only we- the only real weapon they have. Um, you know, Noah Brown's on IR, so it's hard to to give the Texans the, the, the nod here. Um, Schultz is still there, baby. Yeah, he has thirty eight yards this year. Fucking elite, dude. Um. I'll say this: the Jags, uh, they they have tons of issues, but I'll tell you what: Calvin Ridley is a fucking beast. So, dude, he kind of fucked me this week, though. He had a bad week this week, but he did didn't have, he have that one sick TD. Uh, they called it back. They said his feet Aww, were in. Yeah. Lame, lame. Um, but I agree with you. I'll take Jags, Zach. Jags, T dog all the way. By the way, we we have an agreement just for the viewers that me, Zach, and Andy have decided that. Every game we agree upon, we're just money line parlay betting to see if we ever hit it. So this next one, Dolphins, Broncos. Andy, we went to the well twice. Broncos played at home twice in September. They always play well at home, and they got the shit ran out of them. Broncos are bad guns this year, dude. They're bad. I I, I legit think Russell Wilson's getting benched. They're going to lose this game, and they're going to bench him. I think they're going to bench him for Jared Stidham. The Dolphins are sick as fuck, dude. The Dolphins Dolphins are sick as fuck. Yeah, I'm taking Dolphins at home. Dolphins are the sleeper team, I think, this year so far. I think they might be the best team in the AFC. Yeah. Well, they have. I like Mike McDaniels. I love their coach, man. And like, yeah, he's Dolphins Cowboys Super Bowl. Can you imagine? 
Do you know uh, the actor Dan Soder? He's on uh, Billions and stuff. Uh, who does he play? Um, he's uh, McPhee, McPhee on Billions. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He he is childhood friends with the Dolphins head coach, and they used to like hang out in his McDaniel? basement, smoke That's weed, sick. and play Madden. <laughs> so, yeah, McDaniel's cool as fuck. Um, Dude, McDaniel's so cool. So yeah. Dolphins, they have the sickest weapon set in the entire NFL. And I think, um, dude, people need to give some respect on Tua. Can we can we give a little Tua love? I don't know how y'all feel. I think people buried Tua a little too early in his career. I'm not I, saying I he's agree. great. I just, he's solid. He's a solid quarterback. I, I agree with that. I, I had written him off, but that was a mistake. Oh, yeah, man, they're showing, a, they're showing Although, the trailer for uh, Pillars of the Flower Moon right now. It's going to be so be a fire, bro. I read that book this weekend while I was traveling. So goddamn good. Well, we'll take that. We'll take that in post hours. But uh, uh, <laughs> love that. All right, so we're all oh. on. Uh, we're all on Dolphins. Next game, Titans, who are weird hosting the Browns. This, or no, Browns hosting the Titans. This is a weird game. I have no idea the line. This is two teams that are like kind of ugly to watch, but like maybe good, but maybe suck. I don't know, man. I'm <sighs> Browns are at home. I think Tannehill's washed, but then again, he just threw for like 500 yards or some shit against the Chargers. The Browns just lost Nick Chubb tonight, by the way. He's probably out for the year. If you I think the that. Titans have a, have a low-key, pretty decent defense. Yeah, I... Oh, man, this is tough. I think the Browns without Nick Chubb, I don't know if I can trust, so I'll probably go Titans. Andy? Yeah, I'm going Titans. I'm going to go Titans as well. Ooh, pod. All right. Next one, Bills, Commanders. I think we're all on Bills, unless one of y'all want to take the cookie. Commies are at home. Bills are a seven point. I favorite. will be honest. I kind of want to just. Oh, do it. I, I don't believe because, in the Bills like, at all. Dude. I don't believe I, really I think don't. the Bills are a lot worse than people think. I mean, they did have a bounce back. I'm kind of worried. Josh Allen without double is. He's regressing. Like his yeah. mechanics are regressing, his footwork's regressing. He's making bad decisions. I but don't they beat think bad he's teams. A, they beat bad I agree teams. With you. I, I just, I don't think he's a top tier QB. I really don't. I don't think the commanders Take are all I, I dare y'all take the commies. They're like a lower to mediocre team, I'd say, for the commanders than just straight up bad team. You know what? Fuck okay. it, dude. Give me the commanders. Like, I think the. Oh, yes. All right. I got Andy. I'm taking the Bills. <laughs> No, I, I'm, I'm 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 feeling good about it. I really do not believe in. I mean, dude, over the last five years, Josh Allen leads. The, over the last like several years, oh, Josh hey, Allen is lead, leads the league in turnovers by a mile. Like, you know, someone brought this up about the Bills, and I'm glad we're here. Like, they they clearly they hit on Allen early, right? And they had this very good team. They traded for for Stefan, but if you look at their last like two three drafts, they started to really miss. And they oh, keep yeah. trying to take running backs. Like maybe James Cook's the guy, but they spent a pick on Zach Moss and James Cook and Devin Singletary, and they traded for a guy. Like they've missed on a lot of mid-round picks and early picks, and even Jalen. You know, they just really haven't hit on a guy in two, three years, and I think it's starting to show its face. Like I think three years ago, they were really uber talented, and it was just like, hey, Josh Allen's young; they'll figure it out. Yep. And they've gotten to that place the Cowboys got to, like, same with Dak and Zeke. Dak and Zeke were really young. Oh, this team's uber talented. They'll figure it out. And then, not that the Cowboys missed on drafts, but you know what I mean? Like, you, you we saw this with the Patriots, like, a couple dynasties that, like, you miss on a draft year or two, 
Oh, the like Cowboys did it in the late '90s. Like they yeah, were dry, drafting like back so, tight ends so, and so shit in '98. All these guys, like, so you're building, you're building a team, right? And you have all these good guys, and then you start paying those guys. But yep. now, like, they get older. Like your salary cap's taken up, so you got to hit on draft picks, and then you start missing. You start missing, and then you start having to have guys leave because you can't pay them, and you miss on picks, and all of a sudden you're like, "Holy shit!" Like we have no depth, and I think. A little of that's happening to the Bills, where they're like, they oh just yeah. Haven't I mean, hit. you look at like 2016. There's they get like Shaq Lawson, then the next year they get Zay Jones, Andrew Davies White, then they get Josh Allen. Look how good in 2018. Zay Jones has been for the Jags, man. Yeah, and then next year it's like Ed Oliver, and you're like, okay, they're building a defense now, yeah, and, they and right, and then AJ Espenza. The fuck? Gross. And, and then, dude, like Zach, I said, all those running backs they took, Zach they Mo- all yeah, missed. Zach Moss. Yep. All missed. Um, Gregory Rousseau out of Miami with, mm, like, first-round pick, who, absolute bum. And then in 2022, uh, Keir Elam at uh, at corner, which he has two picks out of Florida. He's fine. He's, he's but fine. also, like, they James haven't Cook. found a- like uh, they haven't found a wide receiver two to go next to Diggs. They don't. Yeah, dude, like, and, they, and they went out and took Dalton Kincaid in the first round this year. Like, yeah, I just I don't. And they lost Dable. Like they're just a team that like they had. A, I think two or three years ago were uber talented, and we saw it. And they just really aren't uber talented anymore. Well, I remember they went with Von Miller, and it was, everyone's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, like, they're so loaded, and then like. like they paid him too much. Like we kind of dodged a bullet there because they used the Cowboys for leverage. But uh, that's it. I'm still taking the Bills over the Commies. But I think I think the Bills are like a season or two away from like firing that coaching staff. Yep. So, yeah. no, I'm I'm going with the Bills though. Yeah, I'm too. All right. Uh, next game: Colts Ravens. Kind of interesting, but I think Ravens just smoked this Colts. Yeah, the, the Colts yeah. aren't there yet. They're really young. Anthony. Richardson is exciting, but he's not there yet. He's not I like fully Shane Steichen, man. I think yeah, I think they, they've got a lot of pieces that in two years are going to be really fun, and especially when they add add weapons and things the like Ravens that. Ravens also but just don't lose bad games. You know, no, the Ravens are unfortunately the Ravens have gotten bit yet again. They are the most like snake bit team of, uh, as far as <laughs> their like, entire <laughs> rosters are. It's so fun. yeah, and they but, still um, beat the Bengals. They still yeah, beat I still the I still think they win this game. Uh, yeah, it but, is. yeah. They're yeah, like a 10-point so. favorite. It's massive. Um, all right, next game, Jets hosting the Patriots. This is interesting. Um, I'll go first. I'm going to take the Patriots because I just think Zach Wilson sucks that much. So I'm going Patriots. Yeah. That's, that's my only analysis. I think the Patriots have a good, pretty good defense, and the Jets have no O-line. I agree. So I'm this going Patriots. Because the, the, Jets, the Jets do have a really good defense, and really I think good. they can shut down the Patriots. Uh if the jet like if the Jets could if I could guarantee the Jets scored twenty points, I think they could win this game. Um but I don't know if I can guarantee that because like you said, Zach if you know what? I am gonna take the Jets. Ooh, I, like I think they're gonna overcompensate for the Cowboys saying I think they're gonna give Brees Hall like forty touches and he's gonna have like a big game. He's gonna score like two touchdowns. Hey, and real quick, um the Pats are gonna have the offensive firepower to score twenty points. I think Dalvin Cook's washed. And we saw oh, yes. Like, Absurdly it, washed. People were, like, maybe the – I heard someone I'll get on to the Vikings. Like, someone, washed. someone on Vikings was like, oh, man, how did the Vikings give him up? Like, they have Madison. And maybe Madison sucks for the Vikings too, but I think that was smart on them in the long run. I think Cook's 
washed. Cooks looks it bad. Fast. It happens fast. I know. I know people like are shitting on Madison. Although I'm like, I like kind of reflexively take his side because of like he posted that shit that he was being sent by fans. Well, and also look, they that made the me Bucks so angry that was just like, yo, yeah, he, oh, it, fuck it, dude, Team Madison, it, like. And look, dude, they play the Bucks and the Eagles, two really good run defenses. In week one. Yeah, agreed. Like, so, so. yeah, I think I'm going Jets, dude. All right, Andy's on the Jets alone. All right. Next game, Seahawks hosting the Panthers. I think this will be uh, Seahawks are going to smoke them in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I agree. I think it's Seahawks. Seahawks. Okay. I don't have any faith in the Panthers. I'm done with I the Panthers. I started Tyler Lockett this week, and I, and I thought it was going to bite me in the ass again, but Tyler Lockett came to play. Dude, I watched this whole Seahawks-Saints game. They're, or, uh, sorry, uh, Panthers-Saints game. They just look bad, man. They're yeah. not there yet. They are. Like, they tried to they they traded away their only real weapon and tried to fill out the weapon set with like guys that were pretty good five years ago. Like, bro, no one's fucking worried about like Jordy Nelson and shit. Yeah, Adam Thielen's old ass. Adam so, Thielen, all right, we're all yeah, we're on Seahawks. This next one, I don't even want to talk about it. The Chiefs get to host the Bears. Like, yeah, that's gonna go poorly. It's the Chiefs by three scores. Yeah, they're fourteen point favorites or something last night. I will go with the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, this is Christ. We have a pretty big parlay. We're (laughs) setting up right now. That's fine. Fuck yeah. Um, Next one, Cardinals Cow. Oh, we already did Cardinals Cowboys. Sorry. Uh, Next one, Raiders Steelers. I don't know. Sunday night game. How the fuck did these teams get to Sunday night? Gross. Um, I'll let Andy go first. hmm. These are two. Okay. They each have like one player, exactly one player that I would take. If I could just pillage one player from the team and add them to the Cowboys, they each have one guy that I would do so. Um, I would take Devontae Adams, and I would take George Pickens. Um, Devontae may not even play. He's got a concussion. I'm, okay, I'm give me the yeah, – fuck, man. I, I don't – I do think the Raiders are really bad. I also think the Pittsburgh Steelers are pretty fucking bad. Who's worse? Some people were hot on the Steelers as a playoff team in the AFC. Yeah, dude, dude, Bill Simmons was like all over, like Pickett's the guy. He's like gonna do the thing. Like, no, dude. An- yet another like, like being being a a white guy that plays for an East Coast team just like pre qualifies you for a Pro Bowl trip for half the media. Um, I think I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Ooh, all right, go or uh, yeah, you know, I'm watching the Steelers lose to the Browns right now. Yeah, and a dogfight, which we um, even got. To, you know, I'm well. Browns also suck. I'm going. Yeah, both these teams suck. I'm like, <sighs> I don't yeah. like that game at all. Normally, I would never touch it. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna this game, but if we the like to pick them, it's fine. I'll take Steelers. No, I'm taking Raiders. I'm going. No, no, I'm going Steelers because I don't want to have to bet this for the. Yeah, blood. good call. Gross. All right, Eagles Bucks. The Bucks two and zero Bucks boys at home against the Eagles. God, Will I wish anyone the fucking... talk themselves into this? I dude, it is tempting because I think anybody on the right day can Monday beat the night Eagles. football. They the Eagles are a fully one dimensional team at this point. Like they are going to run the ball down your throat, and if you can stop that, they're done. Um, but I don't think the Bucks are going to be that team. I'm going the Eagles. Yeah, I, I basically agree with everything Andy said. I want to uh, do Bucks, but I, yeah, I'll take the Eagles. Can bully a shit team. 
Bucks yep. are a shit team. I don't know if they are. I actually think they're going to win that shitty division, the NFC South. But that's just my early guess. All right, last game, Bengals hosting the Rams. Bengals were a seven-point favorite, jumped all the way down to one because of the Burrow news. Rams kind of also look sneaky. I, I, I'm, I'm going, going Rams. Rams, dude. I'm going I'm Rams. Going Rams. Rams. Oh, wow. We're all Rams, Rams put up a hell of a fight against the <laughs> Niners, dude. I'll, I'll double down. Even if Burrow plays, I'm going Rams. Agree. I, I 100% agree with you. I think the the Rams are better coach team, and I think they had an emerging star in uh, – I'm sorry. I don't know the name of the kid. Luka who's Nakua. Nakua, yes. He is dude, absolutely dealing, dude. Stafford looks good. Like yeah, I thought Stafford does. was washed. He looks good, dude. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. I, I, I until proven, until proven otherwise, the Rams are, are capable dude, of. Aaron of Donald and against that O line, he still yeah. might cause havoc. Give me the Rams. So we're all in the Rams. So that's it. Those are our picks for the week, boys. So let me make sure if we have right. Our current parlay is Rams, Eagles, Ravens, Cowboys, Vikings, Jags, Chiefs, Dolphins, and Forty Diners. I think yeah. I'm missing something. Am I missing um, one? Double check. I'll send it out afterwards. But currently uh, at a Titans six, too. Oh yeah, Titans aren't up on Bravada yet. Yeah, but as it is now, we're currently at a plus sixteen seventy four. Nice. Wow. God, boys, let's entirely see. because let's everything is true. Yeah, that's what's fun about it is like me and Ben used to do this thing where we'd wake up on Sunday and we would just bet a dollar on every game. We would just bet a 16 leg parlay and just be like, Hey, fuck it, dude. If we ever get it right, it'll be worth a ton of money. But this is a better way to do it. We're crowdsourcing, you know, a select set a subset of games that we think we can win. Um, this one feels good. I think all these are good bets, honestly. Yeah. Well, I, I feel good boys. I think we're going to win them all, all of our, all of our same ones. So, Dude, uh, Najee Harris elite, dude. Did he just have a good run? Yeah, for the first time in his fucking career. <laughs> I was gonna say he had like ten carries for seven years. As a fantasy hours. owner, let me tell you, boys, I hate to do this. You gotta tell the listeners, I gotta piss. You guys can talk among yourselves. The walk right star will be right back. All right. Oh, but yeah, man. I mean, I'm a. Uh... I am excited about. Uh, I, I'm ready to see the Cowboys beat up on another opponent, and then we'll get into some fun games. You know, we get I'm ready. To, like, yeah, I'm saying I'm at this point. It's like I'm ready for the hard part of the season. The there have been past years where we have played really well and had a good record, but I was a little scared of the hard games. So I was like, what if we're revealed to be frauds? I don't. It doesn't feel like that's what's going to happen this time. Around. I think that you know we might struggle a little bit at the beginning because it's uh, five games in a row. I think that we have. I've looked yeah. at the schedule again. That are like all pretty damn good teams. If I can see us maybe struggling a little bit the first one or two, just to recalibrate how we play. We, but. we, we do get uh, – the bye comes at a really good time. So we mm-hmm. get Cardinals, Pats, uh, and then we play the 49ers, mm-hmm. and then the Chargers. And then we get a week off. Okay. And then we play the Rams at home and then go to the Eagles. Um, and that is like that that run right there of Niners, Chargers, Rams, Eagles with the bye right in the middle is like your quasi difficult run. But then you get then you get the Giants at home. You get to go to Carolina. Then you're home against the Commanders for Thanksgiving. Then you go. You're home against Seattle. Then you're home against the Eagles. You go to Buffalo. 
to the Dolphins. Mm. So that back-to-back is pretty interesting. And then home against the Lions on New Year's uh, or the day before New Year's. And then uh, you, you wrap up the year at Washington, but by that time it, might not, it may not matter. So the, the hardest part of the season by, like I would say, a significant margin is going to be if you count the Chargers, you, you can, um, but it's at Niners, at L.A., then you get the bye, and then you play home against the Rams, and you go to Philly. If the Cowboys like win three or four of those, they are in the driver's seat because you're going to oh, win. Yeah. You're probably going to beat the Giants. Beating the Panthers, even on their home field, is cake. The Commanders are a joke. They are a better team than Seattle. I think they is Philly, but they got to play the Bills and the Dolphins away back to back. That's tough. Then the line. December December's a tough schedule, man. I mean, your last four yeah. games, or I don't count the so really last yeah. five because even Commanders at home, Commanders we've split with a lot. Like your last yeah. five games, Eagles, man, Bills, Dolphins, Lions can be you can trip up there really easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you need to yeah. stack wins. Like, I'm perfectly. excited about it. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm early so we can like, I want to see us compete against good teams. I um, you know, I I I said something we won't know about this team till January, and I guess that's true. But we'll at least know. I think we'll get at least a test. Like I don't know. I mean, look, would it be any different if we go nine and seven and limp into the I playoffs, mean, or if we go thirteen and three? Like, no. At the end of the day, we're gonna get judged on what we do in January. But like. Man, it'd be fun if we could handle some of these. Hell yeah. yeah. We're playing everyone we're going to be playing in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like oh, we yeah. get we get to see what we're going to do before we get there. That's and great. To, to your point, Ben, I, one thing I will say is that in a vacuum, yes, there's no difference. But with a team this talented, a 9-7 and seven finish would be a letdown. Like, oh, for sure. We'd be pulling, you know. But I'm just saying, if they go to the playoffs and, like, win, like, we wouldn't give a shit. You know, of course, of course. So, but yeah, um, it was a good pod, boys, and we 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 uh covered all our bases there. I had a Indeed. blast. I got nothing else. I'm I'm taked out, as they say. All right, boys. Anything else before we get out of here? Not for okay. Me. I think we're good. Well, boy. Well, everyone, as always, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this another episode of our beloved podcast and another victory podcast if you'd like what you heard please feel free to like subscribe leave a comment leave a review hit us up on twitter at bwbb pod uh ben is manning the the x to uh fire off a good take banter with the fans banter with the non-fans um for those who listen to our podcast to revel in our sorrow i'm sure that's coming at some point so just stay with us for the rest of the year i'm, I'm sure you'll get to hear that at some point but until then as always i'm andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Please take it easy. Peace.